The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to Monday. Thought that weekend would never end. And finally, we're back here together. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of done <laughs> with the stupid NFL protest. First of all, here's a bunch of ill-informed multi-millionaires protesting social injustice. Hey, do you guys realize you're, you're making more money than just about anybody else in the world? Uh, and it was this country that provided the opportunity, the freedom, the wherewithal to, to enable you to put your time and effort into your talents and become who you are today? What an injustice that is. Sorry, you're only making $10 million a year. I, and those, well, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about minorities who don't have it as good as we do. Well, yeah, but didn't you once not have it as, as good as you do right now? Yes. And it was this country and the freedom provided that allowed you to get to where you are today. Just kind of done with it. Jeez. It's, it's really cutting into my interest in the NFL. It honestly is. The New York times would have you believe, well, the NFL's ratings started slipping before uh, the Colin Kaepernick. Maybe. Maybe not, but they're slipping more. And there was this uh, survey taken where the number one reason people cited for not watching anymore was this stupid protest. People don't like it when you disrespect the flag, when you disrespect the country. Why would you do it? And and the other thing is, like I was just saying to, to Glenn and Stu uh, on, on, the, on Glenn's show, um... We come to sports, especially football, for an oasis. I don't want this thrown in my face in a football game, too. I get, you know, we all get beat down with this all during the week, every single day. And then you go to uh, work and some of your coworkers are progressives and they don't get it. You have to hear it there. And then it comes to Sunday and you're like, oh, we waited. And, and in fact, we waited all spring and summer to get back to the NFL and to have this back in our lives. And then you make this political too. Yeah, I just, I hate it. And Colin Kaepernick is now being treated as if he were some sort of hero. He's leading people out of the wilderness. He's Moses now. He didn't, you know, he didn't quietly, reverently just take a knee when, when he was doing this. He also wore socks with pigs that had police caps on. He showed up at a press conference with a Fidel Castro t-shirt. I mean, the guy's got no credibility. First of all, he's obviously a socialist. He is quite possibly a Marxist. (laughs) Who is making $14 million his final year. And maybe it's not his final year. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe he'll, he'll be brought back into the NFL and hailed as a hero again. <clears throat> Why not? The NFL will take anybody back. But if you disagree with this protest now, according to the sports writers, who are also ill-informed buffoons, if you, dis, if you 
don't like the fact that they're doing this, you're the one who's inappropriate and unpatriotic. It's craziness. Up to and including Tom Brady's statement. Tom Brady, supposedly a big friend of the president, uh, supposedly voted for him, raised money for him. They've been friends for a long time. And about the uh, president's comments uh, on Twitter, Brady said this. I thought it was just divisive. Like I said, I just want to support my teammates. I believe in what I believe in. I believe in bringing people together and respect and love and trust and cheating. Let's not forget the cheating part. (laughs) Uh, It's just, it's so aggravating. He actually didn't say the cheating part. I brought that into this discussion, if you're not aware. Um, But the president and his... uh, I agreed with almost everything Trump said this weekend about, you know, it's not about minorities. It's about respect and love for the country and for the flag. And that's absolutely true. And honoring vets and the military who have sacrificed so much so that these guys can play football for uh, a living. And a dang good living. A living that 99% of people on this planet don't have the opportunity to do. The only thing I really didn't like Trump saying was the uh, uninvite. I've uninvited Steph Curry to the White House. He obviously invited the Warriors, including Steph Curry. And then Steph Curry said, yeah, well, I'm not coming. And then because he's like four, (laughs) he said, well, I I uninvite you. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work that way. (laughs) You can't uninvite somebody who just turned down your invitation. It's too late. But that's the kind of stuff he does all the time. And then we even had Nancy Pelosi sounding off on this. Well, sort of. She tried to anyway. He should see this as an opportunity. Somebody, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, doing what he did, says this flag enables me to do this. I'm sorry, who are are we talking about here? He should see this as an opportunity. The president, right? Somebody, Colin Kaepernick, doing what he did, says this flag enables me to do this. That's rough, man. That's really rough. It is really rough. Uh, but this whole thing is just getting to be ridiculous. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. With your thoughts on it, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you think this is a good thing. I, I don't know. I I want to blow off some steam about this today, and and you certainly can too. But um, when Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, and Jacksonville Jaguars went to London and played, uh, and some of their players, about a dozen players took a knee during America's national anthem on foreign soil. That's despicable. I mean, that makes it even worse. That exemplifies the problem about tenfold. But I heard, uh, Producer Keith, was it during, did they stand for God Save the Queen? Did they actually, first of all, was God Save the Queen played? Do you know? I think it was, yeah. yeah. I think Jeffy was the one who told me they stood for God Save the Queen. Okay, so you don't have a problem with Great Britain, hmm. who instituted slavery <laughs> on this continent, who spread slavery all over the world? Mm-hmm. You don't have a problem with Great Britain and their national anthem, <clears throat> but you do have a problem with America's. Okay, <clears throat> I don't, I don't see the, uh, <clears throat> I don't see the common sense there, but whatever. So they did this on foreign soil, uh, and some of them just locked arms in a show of solidarity. Solidarity for what? I don't. 
you're together in in what with the kneelers or you're together with the country or what are you in solidarity just each other but we already knew that because you're on the same team (laughs) i don't know i just it's it's insanity i don't even know that these guys know what they're protesting kind of social justice are you talking about socialism what is it you want so again trump tweeted out nfl attendance and ratings are way down boring games yes but many stay away because they love our country league should back the u.s and that's true and nobody wraps themselves in the flag more than the nfl they're continually continually inviting veterans out to the field to unfurl you know 100 yard long american flags and they they're very patriotic it seems so it's unusual to me that they're so supportive of these guys who are disrespecting the flag and you could say it's a first amendment and it is but it's also the team's first amendment right to make a statement and fire them or suspend them or tell them to stop this is my business you're hurting my business and i don't ha- i don't have to put up with that you don't have to put up with that triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh lori hi you're on the blaze hi Pat. hi lori nice to talk to you again i i'm the i'm the wisconsin seattle fan so it's yeah i'm i'm all over the place anyway i'm mm-hmm. getting right to the point um we are an active duty military family and this whole taking a knee thing is being ridiculously overblown mm-hmm. take your knee don't take your knee. Salute the flag. Don't salute the flag. I'm here to watch a football game. Right. I had to sit through an overtime win for the Packers yesterday. Thank God, mm-hmm. by the way. Yes. Um, they were but, down They were but, down by 14, came back and won that thing, which was nice. Oh, my, oh my gosh, Pat. Yeah. You don't even know the swear words that came out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but seriously, it, it, this is, I'm so libertarian on this. Just, you know, do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I, and, Put up with the consequences. Tim Tebow is now out of the league because he took a knee. And he took a knee for what he believed in, and it was the biggest thing ever. People are taking a knee right now for what they believe in, and it's the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Fine. Great. Uh, yeah. It's, it's same on both sides. It, uh, it, please, can we not politicize Sunday afternoons? Please. please. For the love of God uh, and all that is holy. Yeah, exactly right. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's, I mean, again, it's like our oasis. For those of us who love football, and I know there's people who don't, so you don't watch anyway, but for those of us who love it and just want to escape all the madness, just turn off your mind for a while and watch football. All you're hearing is the focus on these buffoons who are taking a knee during during the game. If the media didn't mention it, and it, it's kind of interesting because Fox, during one of their broadcasts, didn't mention uh, who took a knee, which is great. Thank you. Thank you, Fox, for not for not uh, adding fuel to this fire. Because if you stopped mentioning who was doing it and they're not getting the attention they seek, maybe it goes away then. I don't know. At least we won't have to talk about it if you stop talking about it. But uh, they're showing uh, on, on television right now, they're showing all the places where everybody took a knee and all the all the football players are all together in this. And it's also spread to baseball now too. Uh, one of the baseball players I'm not terribly familiar with took a knee. Uh, Keith, do you know who that was? Uh, some rookie with the Oakland A's. 
That's all I know. Okay. Didn't really care. Is it a guy mm-hmm. who even plays on a regular basis? Oh. Yeah, I don't know either. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's exasperating. Wait till the NBA starts. Then this thing is going to get a whole new life because already the Steph Currys and LeBron Jameses of the world are all over this thing. And I'm sure they're going to try to make their statement and they're going to get their publicity. And it's going to be ugly. And I can easily boycott the NBA. I mean, without losing a wink of sleep, I can stop watching the NBA. In fact, I've already stopped watching the NBA for the most part. But I'll be so committed to it, I'll continue to stop watching the NBA. Uh, David in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yes, sir. Hey. Uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd kind of like to say this about all this. Uh, they paid millions of dollars. Just to play a game, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Why don't the American people put their kids, their high school teams, on Saturday and Sunday? And then all of a sudden, their ratings are going to drop because they're out there watching their kids instead of this million-dollar guy that's taking a knee. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, David. You know, the merit, they got to change. Right. I know. The other thing is, though, uh, if you switch to local games like uh, college and High school, we had a story last week about an eight-year-old team. The entire team took a knee during the national anthem. Oh, it's just agonizing. Uh, I'll tell you what is not, though. Here's a way you can fight back because we have to put up with progressives in in football. we got to put up with progressives on television in Washington And you're putting up with progressives and you don't even know it with your big cell phone company. Big Mobile is usually taking some of the proceeds that you've paid them with with your bill every month. And they go, they put it straight into the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood. Or they advocate for issues like sanctuary cities and gun control. And you're probably thinking Big Mobile is the only affordable way to get cell phone service, which is wrong let me tell you about patriot mobile they're the only conservative cell phone company in america where some of what you pay them in your bill every month goes directly to fund traditional family values religious freedom and opportunities for uh, for american citizens and it's at no cost to you it's just that you pay your bill which is lower than the other phone companies and then they take up to five percent of that bill and give it to organizations like like uh the heritage foundation which is great starting this week too, uh patriot mobile gets you the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text and it starts at 20 bucks a month it's just an unheard of price so go to 1-800-APATRIOT or visit their website at patriotmobile.com slash pat patriotmobile.com slash pat or 1-800-APATRIOT pat gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter now. I am no longer Twitterless. Uh, it's at Pat Unleashed. 
Uh, what kind of tweets do we have so far, Keith? A uh, little old lady uh, tweets at you. Yeah, says, kneeling for the anthem is the new way to spit on veterans. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Springfield AG tweets to you that players should protest the NFL's lack of diversity. We want more <laughs> aff- affirmative action. NFL must reflect society. More Hispanics. More gays. Uh, let's see here. Paul Eilerman tweets at you. Pat, this was going away until Donald Trump opened his big fat mouth at a stupid campaign rally. A- mm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And ex-GOP Benghazi says, Pat, so you agree with Trump they should be fired. Can't get, mm. more, can't get more on American than that. When Barack Obama said things like that, people freaked. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't. I mean, the president probably should have stayed out of this entirely. Mm-hmm. What I agreed with was his tweets about respect for the for the country and the flag. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, should they be fired? Well, do, no, not necessarily unless their owners lay down the law, but no owners are. So, no, I really don't agree they should be fired. Uh, so I guess I do differ with Trump on that issue, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We've got some kind of conversation uh, going on that's uh, <laughs> not part of this conversation uh, outside our door. Uh, don't worry about us. Just a live broadcast. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Well, this is a soundproof uh, radio studio. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody can hear us in there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But if the owners would would say, "Look, this is hurting my business. Stop doing it," which he's in, he's totally within his rights to do. Uh, and they kept doing it. Yes, then they should be fired, frankly. Yes. But the, none of the owners are doing that, to my knowledge. None of the owners are saying, look, I, you're really hurting my business. Uh, let's not do this. Instead, they're saying, yeah, I support these guys. It's their First Amendment right. Well, okay. Then I guess you don't fire them. Earl in North Carolina. Hi, you're on the blaze. Earl, we'll come back to you in a second. You've got to turn down your radio. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be very confused with our conversation. Matthew in Oklahoma. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, this thing was dying. It, it was literally there was like four or five players maybe that was really doing it, and then the mm-hmm. great thing happened. And, and I, Donald Trump used this because he was losing that Obamacare, he's losing that tax cut plan, and he wanted to spur up his base. And so he had to open his pie hole on Friday, knowing darn well that this would spark a major outcry. Well, the outcry he got was the NFL all doing it because now it's against Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with equality or inequality or any of that. It's now Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and golly, I mean, it's frustrating. Alone on Sundays, please. Yes. I just want to watch my football game. Thank you very much. <laughs> know. And watch the Cowboys. I know. And the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Matthew. Good it, luck with that. That is what's frustrating is just if he would have left it alone, I think eventually this will die out. Eventually people will get tired of it, especially if you don't pay attention to him. It's going to die out and we'll move on. But you're right. He is the one, Donald, the president's the one who fired this up. Uh, Cornelius in Louisiana. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat Gray, they finally unleash you, Glenn, and let you loose. Yep. I was telling your call screener, I was a 239th military police officer in the National Guard, and it's very disrespectful what these uh, team owners and even the players are doing. Because, like I said, I didn't fight in a war, but I wore that flag, and I was proud of my flag. I happen to be an African-American. I voted for Trump. I support Trump. Wow, you must get a lot of flack in your – I mean – 
I'll tell you, Pat, what wow. happened to me. I've had a screw put in my tire and had a death threat. So I've had those two things. I'm sorry. So, wow, that's just, it's despicable. But, but it's, its I mean, you know, you see it's coming, right? I mean, as soon as, as soon as a minority votes for Trump and if they say it out loud, wow, then all hell's going to break loose on you. And I support that Pittsburgh player, that yeah, ranger that, was, that stood out there. Yeah. He's, he's right. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm telling you, but a lot of African-Americans don't understand the Republican Party. The Republicans were for blacks, but I don't know how the Democrats got over and that blacks joined the Democratic Party. I just don't understand when they started the Klan and everything else. <laughs> right. I just I right. can't figure it out, Pat. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Cornelius. I've never been able to understand that completely either. It's because the Republican Party has long been the party of civil rights since its inception. It was started as the abolitionist party, and it's been that way ever since. It was it was Republicans who fought for civil rights for minorities. It was Repub- it was Democrats who opposed them, and that was the case for uh, well forever. Earl in North Car- Carolina. Hi, you're on the blaze. Glad to talk to you, Pat. You too. I'm uh, was in a Navy frogman, and my whole family's you know a lot of my family been in the service. I can't understand if they're not going to honor the flag and the national anthem, why do they even bother playing them? It, 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 it just irks me to no end to think that, that I lost so many family in wars, and these guys get to do this? Yeah. And, and for that kind of money? Yes. It's pretty amazing. If they've got a problem, why don't they come out into these neighborhoods that are so poor and have nothing and lay out a little bit of that cash i mean 125 million dollars you could help a whole lot of people couldn't oh, you that's for sure that's for sure appreciate it earl thanks a lot um sadly though they're normally hypocrites when it comes to this kind of stuff um our previous caller had had mentioned uh alejandro villanueva who's a, a lineman for the pittsburgh steelers and this guy was an army ranger this guy is an is a legitimate war hero. He won the Bronze Star for his service for saving members of his uh, platoon in either Afghanistan or Iraq. I'm not sure which. But when Mike Tomlin told all the Steelers to stay in so we could just we can avoid this whole controversy. Look, don't we? We you don't want to be a part of this. We don't want to get into this. We just want to play football. Okay. We just want to be a football team that plays football and tries to win a championship. And and so they did. The team voted, and they decided to stay in the locker room, which is fine because it seems like Tomlin's... It seems like his heart was in the right place. Uh, but so was Villadueva's. He, he didn't stay inside. He uh, went just outside the doors, and he was standing in the tunnel... And he put his hand over his heart and he stood for the national anthem, which is uh, really kind of cool because we don't see a lot of that in the NFL right now. There aren't too many. Um, there aren't too many guys like Patrick. Um, what's his face from the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, Pat. Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat Tillman was. Hero. I mean, that guy was a firebomb, and he was a he was a definite hero. Uh, and he left a three million dollar a year contract with uh arizona left it right on the right on the table Mm. said yeah i'm not i'm not gonna do that i've got other plans (laughs) what and his agent said what i'm gonna join i'm gonna join the military i'm gonna be an army ranger 
and I'm going to go fight in Afghanistan, which he did. Uh, and then, of course, was killed by friendly fire. Triple eight, 933-93. But there aren't a whole lot of those guys in the NFL right now, it seems. Uh, but uh, Alejandro Villanueva is definitely one of those. Paul in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning, Pat. Morning. Congratulations on getting your own show, Thank I you. guess. Yes. <laughs> hey, I heard uh, a woman that had texted saying that um, she was quoting right out of the NFL rule book. And I think she said it was on page 62 and 63 that specified that the team must stand at attention on the sideline, hold their helmet in their left hand, their right hand over their heart. And it even spelled out some disciplinary actions if they didn't follow that. Now, I understand that I imagine none of the players would have read that far into the rule book or something. Maybe even the owners didn't, but I would certainly think yeah. that the commissioner <clears throat> certainly would know that, or some legal thing on his team. Uh, it seems know to be that. it se- seems to be Paul a false rumor. Unfortunately, the um, if if you search if you do a Google search for the NFL rule book, kind of a weird thing happens. Uh, one of the suggested searches is NFL rule book A sixty two and A sixty three. What's this about? There's a rumor that says they have instructions to stand, but apparently that's not true. <clears throat> apparently that's... No, it's making the rounds on social media, but yeah. it is not accurate. A lot of times, Paul, appreciate the call, too, and it's easy to be uh, tricked by these because somebody will just decide, yeah, I'm going to show that this is in the rules, and I'm and they make it up and send it out, and then everybody buys into it without checking, but it's it's apparently not not true. 888 more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. 888 It is Just got back from uh, Houston over the weekend where uh, we helping people get their stuff out to the curb, you know, because anybody who had flood water of any kind from just a few inches to several feet. It's well now everything's ruined. I mean, literally everything on that floor that flooded it has to come out of the house. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Now, if you drive through Houston and you just stay to the freeways, maybe drive through downtown or whatever, there might be some telltale signs. But for the most part, it looks like they've completely recovered. Then you go into the neighborhoods and you see how just overwhelming this situation is. I just couldn't believe it i mean everybody has all this debris from their house piled up outside on their lawn on their curb waiting for the backhoes to come scoop it up and and take it away uh and they i guess they've said that they're going to make three trips through these neighborhoods because they can't get everything in one trip so they take as much as they can and then you scoop it back up into a pile and leave it for them again and then they scoop that up and then you have to 
do what you can to put another pile in there. And house after house after house after house, there's just nothing but garbage and debris and furniture and all their belongings out on the curb. Uh, in some cases, uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and they had just remodeled their house, put in new flooring. It's all destroyed, and it's all out at the curb now. Just so tough. And I, where do you even start? When you, when you go back into your house, if you've evacuated, and you had three or four feet of water in your house, and you go back there, and everything's gone, everything's ruined. Can you imagine how that would feel to just... Where do I even start here? But they just did. They just started and they tore out walls. They took everything down to the studs. Most people are not back at their homes yet because they'd only have if they even if they have an upstairs, they're probably it's probably not safe to live there. And it's certainly for some of the some of the floodwaters that didn't recede until last week or the week before, uh are so dangerous now because of the black mold that is formed that I mean, I don't even, you're almost going to need a hazmat team to go in there and clean those out. That's just so tough. Mm. And so this cleanup is going to take a really long time and they, they could use your help. If you can hook up with an organization, hook up with a church group, make sure you know what you're, where you're going and that you do have a plan and that there are houses that you can work on. Um, We went down there. I took a lot of my family uh, and I went down over the weekend and, uh, before we went, we bought some tools for like uh, taking apart cabinets and and busting down walls and all that kind of stuff. And then you, the gas masks, the little masks that have to be rated at N95 or better. Oh, wow. Because mold, <laughs> because other toxins in the air. Uh, in some cases, before we got there, fortunately, uh, a couple of weeks ago, people were, you know, mucking houses out in sewer water. Oh. I mean, literally awful sewer water with things floating in it. And they're working in that and then going outside and vomiting and then coming back in and working some more. Oh, my God. Just unbelievable the things that that Houstonians have done. And guess what? None of them say, hey, wait a minute. What's your political ideology? Uh, What color is your skin? They they don't? No, no, none of that has been said. Everybody just helped everybody else. Weird. Neighbor helping neighbor, people helping people. It, it's, it's it's great to see. And I just I wish it didn't take a massive catastrophe for Americans to come together and say, hey, I don't, I don't care if you voted for Trump or Hillary. I'm just going to help you. Mm. Okay? I, in fact, I don't even want to know. Let's just help each other. What, what are the items that they need more than any others down there right now? Uh, you know, they need everything. Um, they need, they need food supplies. They need diapers. They need, uh, tools, mm-hmm. equipment, probably garbage bags, something garbage simple bags, like that. Boxes, gloves for some of the homes that haven't boxed up, you know, things that were in a cabinet and they can still keep those. They need boxes for that. And that's one of the things that they don't have in, uh, in huge amounts of supply. So I mean, it's it's just really something. When when Houston got back to work after a week and a half or whatever it was, it took a lot of people five hours to get to work. Wow. Because some of the roads were still closed, and then the traffic was ridiculous because people didn't have the route they usually have. And so there was like one way in or one just a couple of ways in. Five. It's a four-hour trip from Houston to Dallas. 
And it took these, it took Houstonians five hours in a lot of instances to get just to get to work uh, the next day. A hundred and thirty thousand homes have been lost. This is just on a scale you can't even get your head around. No. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, so in the meantime, now we've got this ridiculousness with the NFL going on where, uh, they're linking arms in solidarity over what, I, I, what are you solidifying yourselves against? Cause everybody's watching your games. You're making millions of dollars. Uh, what is it here that you're together on? <laughs> I guess just supporting each other and, and the, their ability to take a knee uh, during the national anthem and show disrespect for our country. Okay, great, great. You realize the guy that started all this is probably a Marxist. Do you realize he's anti-American, wearing Fidel Castro T-shirts? You don't do that if you're just, you know, a, a patriot. Uh, David in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi. You there, David? I, uh, I'm a Vietnam veteran. Thanks for your service. And back in, thank you. Back in 1969, when I landed in Seattle, Washington, hurts me to even say this again, but they threw eggs at me. Mm. The the citizens of this country. That had to be heartbreaking. Called called me a baby killer. I was 18 years old when I went over there, and you know, and I'm I'm a patriot. I was strong-willed about this country, and Mm-hmm. Thinking I'm going home a hero, serve my country, and I face that. Yeah, yeah. When you- I can't imagine, you know, you talked about the suffering from the people from the floods and everything, and 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 I feel for those people, and and I hope God blesses them and helps them. But think about the the. Military people today that are serving this country right now, that are in harm's way, knowing they're putting their life on the line, mm-hmm. and having football players that are in air-conditioned homes, playing football, being paid, like you said, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And they feel they can't stand up for the flag, for the yeah. soldiers yeah. that are over there suffering right now. We don't even know the circumstances they're in. I was in some bad circumstances. I'm not going to get into that. But I'm telling you, they need support. They don't need this. Yeah, that's for sure. They don't need this country falling apart. You know, our politicians take a very good part of that. They enjoy tearing this country up. But most citizens that I know are for this country and believe in this country and stand for this country and want it to do good. Without a doubt. Yeah. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Uh, Nicely put. Eric in Tennessee. You're on the blaze. Hi. Well, I don't know how to follow that. Uh, yeah. The uh, great patriot there. Um, I just wanted to pose the question um, with the kind of irreverence this 20-something generation is showing toward the flag and our religious institutions and all of our traditional institutions. 
can we as America remain the noble, virtuous nation that we've always driven to be? And I'll just pose that and, yeah. and hang up and listen to your response. I know, Thanks. by the way, I love the show. I'll play my day around you. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you, Eric. Uh, uh, no, uh, because as John Adams said, this Constitution is adequate only for a moral people. The exact quote is that, and producer Keith has it on his phone here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me, man. Uh, no, no. It's, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> you like that? Totally normal. It's totally normal. <laughs> Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And that's absolutely true. So we, we got to get a grip on this and uh, and get back to that. Justin in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Justin, you there? Go ahead. I can hear Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. Uh, right. I just wanted to say, uh, first off, uh, congratulations on the demotion. Sorry you had to take Jeffy. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I've been reading on social media um, about how Jerry Jones has come out and decided that uh, anyone that doesn't stand for the national anthem that uh, plays for the Cowboys uh, would be fired on the spot, regardless of what your position or stature in the company might be. Um, however, it has, as uh, you pointed out with the rule book, uh, been kind of uh, uh, proven to be false. But really, my question is, is, is why as a society are, are we even allowing ourselves to be put into this position? And what are we as citizens supposed to do to stand up against such a tyrannical government? And I appreciate your time, and uh, I'm going to hang up. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, uh, Woo Pig Suey, and uh, sorry the Jade Cowboys. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't hate the Cowboys. Uh, that's Stu. But uh, appreciate the call. Thanks. Um, Chris in New Jersey. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. All right. All right, so everybody's talking about, like, all taking a knee. Why are they doing it? They're all supporting each other. Uh, I think it's a little beyond that, and I believe this is about a progressive movement. Okay? I mean, mm-hmm. first, they went after our scouts, went after our religions. They went after, you know, they went after anything that has to do with the American culture. Yeah. And now, one of the biggest parts of the American culture is our sports. And we have somebody right now that's wearing a T-shirt of Fidel Castro, which I have a personal issue because my family escaped Cuba back in the day. So, so yeah, that I mean, yeah, that's I have. I mean, for me, it's a personal issue, right? You know, watching somebody of that, you know, that, that's supposed to be representing America in one way or another, is mm-hmm. wearing a Castro shirt. So, I mean, what does that tell me? I mean, a person that actually believes in communism. Well, yeah. communism basically is always to take over and divide. I mean, and micro, and we're not even talking about division now. Now we're talking about micro divisions. Because, I mean, the whole, you know, the, what do you call those gender fluid kids now? And it's like, it's, this, is, this is not even just like regular division. This is like division at the molecular level. Absolutely. So when everybody talks about, you know, taking a knee, supporting, no, 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 no. This is division. That's strictly what it is. So. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Exactly right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh here's something you might not have thought a lot about. Hmm. Uh when your ears aren't clean, they can get really uncomfortable. Yeah. You damn right I've, they can. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could itch, be painful, get plugged up, make it harder to hear. Uh a lot of people use cotton swabs. You know, that the candling thing or Ooh, drugstore no, remedies to no, clean their ears. No. 
I don't understand the candle thing. You, you light a candle on fire and put it in your ear? I don't either, <laughs> man. It was, what is that? It was the center I, of, I'm of sorry, a no. modern family episode, and I still didn't understand yeah, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> now there's a real solution for, you know, the stubborn stuff that's in your ears, earwax. The Wax RX huh. ear wash system. Uh, it's doctor-developed, works safely when, when other products fail you. The WaxRx system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out your ears and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of the doctor's visit. Doctor-developed WaxRx system uses special wax-softening drops to break down ear earwax inside the ear. That sounds a lot better than taking a candle and jamming it in your ear. <laughs> totally. Especially a lit candle. Hmm. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't try like a flamethrower either. No? Because it, while it might melt the wax, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be good for your head. Okay. If you say so. It has a specially engineered pump uh, fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleaning Cleaning pressure to flush wax away. Finally, the pH-conditioned formula rinses and smooths your ears, and it makes for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal available. So go go use it. It's WaxRx. Use WaxRx.com to order your reusable earwax system today and use the offer code RADIO to have it shipped for free mm. right to your door. Use WaxRx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. NFL ratings are down. NFL doesn't want to admit that it's because of the uh, the kneeling thing for the national anthem, but that has a lot to do with it. I mean, the games might be boring sometimes. Uh, they've actually been pretty good lately. Hmm. But I really believe, and they did a survey, and most people cited the the protest as the number one reason they're not watching as much. And I'm certainly not. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess I did watch a Packers game or two so far, but I didn't watch yesterday. Uh, didn't watch the Texans lose to New England 36-33. Oh, heartbreak. Heartbreaking. Oh. Um, but I they're just shooting themselves in the foot. You got this CTE thing. I mean, maybe you should focus on that. Maybe you should focus on some of the uh other issues that you've got going on inside the NFL, like the injuries to the players that may actually doom the the league completely. When they found out Aaron Hernandez had CTE, and he's the one who obviously was convicted of murder, then he was found not guilty of another murder while he was in jail, and just a few days after he was exonerated from the other murder charge, he committed suicide in his cell. So they tested his brain because only after you're gone can they test the brain for CTE. Sure enough, he was in stage three of CTE, that concussion disease that changes it alters their personality it makes them more aggressive causes them to become depressed and suicidal it's just really horrible and uh it's 
it's just bringing on early Alzheimer's and stuff. Jim McMahon from BYU, for one, has early onset of early onset dementia. He's he's still you know kind of hanging in there, and I, I think fighting it off. And usually he's okay, but he's had instances where he didn't know how to get home. He'd go to the he'd go to the store, and then he'd start wandering around, not knowing where he was or how to get home. So maybe they should deal with that. I don't know. That would just interesting theory. If I could go out on a limb. They tested 112 people who played football in the NFL. And 111 of them had CTE. Did they get it? Did they get it while they were in the NFL exclusively? I don't know. It could have happened in college. It was probably the combination of high school, college, and pro. Uh, but that's an issue that could end the league. Because if all those people sue and all of those are awarded millions or who knows, in a class action lawsuit, you could get billions from the NFL probably. It almost ended the league 100 years ago, if not for Teddy Roosevelt stepping yeah. in and saying, hey, you might want to mix in a few safety. And features. things are just a tad more politically correct than they were <laughs> yeah. under Teddy Roosevelt. So it's, I mean, there's other issues here. Maybe you should get a grip on it. Uh, Tom in New Hampshire, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hi. Uh, uh, from my perspective, I've spent 13 years overseas uh, between military and contracting jobs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And for all these people that want to tear down our country, uh, don't honor it, you know, kick them out. There's probably thousands overseas that would gladly come and take their position here in the country. They would fight to have, get over here to have what we have that these people are trying to destroy. Yeah, I know. It's ironic. Appreciate the call, Tom. I, it's, you know, it's amazing that we have this kind of strife going on inside the country when we've got so many millions clamoring to get into it from the outside. Pretty, pretty crazy situation. And we just, sometimes I think you take this for granted. And especially when you're making 10, 15, $20 million a year, you could really start to take things for granted. And, and I think these guys do. I mean, how much money does LeBron James make? $30 million a year? And he's jumping into this controversy? Because you know when the, NF, when the NBA gets going, how many players from the NBA are going to be taking a knee during the national anthem? I don't know. I mean, I, I would guess almost all of them will be doing this because this is just picking up steam now that Trump has jumped into it. Had Trump not jumped into it, maybe we wouldn't even be talking about it today. 888 mm-hmm. Also, this is uh, kind of fascinating. Uh, Marco Rubio was under fire from his Democrat candidate for, uh, uh, by the Democrat candidate for, for uh, governor of Florida. Uh, Gwen Graham tried to call Marco Rubio, apparently, at his office and couldn't get through. So then she decided, well, I'm going to make this into a political opportunity. Look at this. Marco Rubio doesn't serve his constituents. He didn't even pick up the phone. No one in his office picked up the phone. (laughs) Uh, And so she tweeted all that out and uh, expected it to be a big political win, I'm sure. Except for the fact that his team came back with this response. Yeah, there was no live answer because our staff was out helping over 10,000 people apply for FEMA assistance not sitting behind a desk waiting for a political stunt. <laughs> so good. Shebang. 
I mean, that's a body slam right there. (laughs) That's a body slam. That's a win. Also, Gwen, I doubt the good folks of Florida want to be represented by by somebody who shops for their clothes at the disco bin from the local Salvation Army thrift thrift store. Now that that was the last line of the article. I don't think that came from Marco Rubio's Uh people. That's a good look. That came from the right scoop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, but so it's I, I'm I think people are just getting tired of this political opportunism, mm-hmm. and there's a great example of it. And fortunately, uh, Marco Rubio's people were able to handle that. All right, coming up, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're going to talk about this new tax deal. Republicans have a tremendous plan. They are thinking about cutting the top tax rate now for the wealthiest Americans all the way down from 39% to 35%. What was that number again? 35% from 39. That's four percentage points. Amazing. Wow. Thank you, Republicans. If this is the best you can do when you've got the majorities in both houses of Congress and the presidency, <laughs> good stuff right there. Jeez. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. We'll we'll get into that a little bit, um, and of course we got to talk about the Maxine Waters funeral because we haven't done that on this show yet. Wait, the she Maxine, okay? No, the, she was at a funeral giving oh, the eulogy okay. for someone. I got you. When politics broke out there as well. So it's not enough that we politicize football. We're even politicizing funerals. Although, as you'll see soon, Democrats have been doing that for a while. 888-933-93. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being here, too. 888 Anthony Weiner, as you may have just heard on the news update, uh, sentenced to 21, 21 months in jail for his, uh, you know. What did he do? I see. He, huh? tweet, he I, Was he texting with her? Is that what it was? Uh, sexting. Sexting with mm-hmm. her. With a 15-year-old girl, oh, and he okay. asked her to remove our articles of clothing. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's it's it's bad. Is it is it a two-year sentence? Bad is that? Does that punishment fit the crime? I don't know. I I mean, I guess, I guess hmm. well, you, you can't be doing that. But he didn't do anything to her. He's going well, to prison. Yes, and it cost Hillary the presidency. Yes, that's a win-win. Yeah, it's a. It, I same. mean, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm no fan of Anthony Weiner, sure. certainly. That's a pretty harsh sentence. There are there are people who do a lot worse things and don't get and get probation sometimes. I, but I guess this guy has done it so many times, so many repeated times. But it's interesting that nothing physically happened to the girl mm-hmm. because of Anthony Weiner, um, and he's in jail for two years now. So uh, uh, maybe maybe the punishment fits the crime because it it he just. He just can't learn his lesson, apparently. And he said again, he's sick. Yeah. Which, clearly, yeah. 
Uh, if you and if you ever heard him speak on on the floor of Congress, you know he was sick then too. Uh, he's sick politically. He's sick sexually. He's just sick. And so Uma Abedin didn't even show up at the sentencing. She wasn't. Wow. She wasn't there. Yeah. Wow. And it, I mean, they were making noise like they were maybe getting back together or something. And I don't think so. Not if she's not even there at his sentencing. Well, I hope we can get some help. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be good. Meanwhile, we've been talking about the uh, NFL situation. It exploded again over the weekend, in part because President Trump tr- tweeted about it and probably shouldn't have. He should probably, you know, he's president of the United States. Maybe you just stay out of this one. Maybe you stay on the sidelines for this one. Um, but he he's talking about respect for the flag. Uh, he's talking about it having nothing to do with race, just respect for the country, the flag, and the national anthem. The NFL should and must respect this. I, you know, I believe that too. And the NFL, the NFL is always flag waving. Uh, they're always honoring vets, having people, veterans show up and surprise their children at half times of football games, all of those kinds of things. But now the NFL seems as one with the players, apparently. It's just too bad because I, we don't need this at a football game. The teams who didn't, a lot of the players who didn't take a knee did lock arms in solidarity. That seems to be the big thing now. They stood for the for the anthem, but they locked arms. So I'm not even sure what that means. Uh, let's go to Jim in New York. Jim, hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, how you doing? doing Long time caller, first time listener. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, uh, I'm a displaced Bengals fan. I'm actually in Western New York right now, but as always, follow the Bengals fan. Uh, ever since getting that, you know, joining the military, that's why I'm up here now. But I got to say, everybody's been talking about everything else, but never brought up about the Bengals. Uh, Marvin Lewis, they were the ones who, uh, as you mentioned, stood up, locked arms. Now, his statement was absolutely fabulous. What did he say? Guys, <clears throat> our guys remain very committed to winning football games and continuing the great things that they do in the community outreach, everything they do. They chose to show their support for the veterans, our military, and for the Cincinnati community by simply standing up and staying unified together. Oh, that's nice. They weren't going to let device wars divide them. In conclusion, they came to and uh, they came to and to be very respectful for the anthem and to stand together and focus, and that's what we want to do. Uh, we've been consistent with that all the way through. It starts and stops with them. Enough to be said about it. It's over. I, I just thought that that was the best way to do it. Yeah, they, it is. They showed respect for the flag and then still said we're a team and we're together. Yeah, and I like that. They locked arms. Not a thing wrong with that. That's that's good stuff. If everybody kind of took that position, it'd be great. Did any of the Bengals uh, kneel during the national Negative, anthem? Negative. Not a one. Not of them. one, huh? Not a one. Wow. Now, there were two or three who did not lock arms, but only because they said that they wanted to put their hands over their heart to show the ultimate respect for the flag, but that they stood nice. with their team totally. So That's great. Wow. All right. Appreciate- it saved me postage because I actually had a box ready, and I said if they took a knee, I was done with NFL, and I was going to box everything up and mail it back to them. Were you really? Oh, absolutely. So I, you're going to get your your merchandise. You got some uh, Bengals merchandise? Uh, and I have extensive Bengals. <laughs> like, like how extensive? Like autographed footballs. Nice. Okay. You know, game balls, and I have uh, 
prints that are autographed and jerseys that are autographed. I mean, I've been collecting. I'm 57, and I've been collecting. I was born in Cincinnati, so. So you're a big fan, clearly. Uh, absolutely, literally. <laughs> uh, do you make it to any of the games anymore? Uh, absolutely. I mean, every chance I try, I, I run back home. I mean, I'm only... That's I great. Say only, but it's eight hours away. But I make sure I get over there at least twice a, a season. Good for you. I'm glad you didn't have to box up your stuff and send it back. That's great. Let me tell you so to me. I actually wept because I didn't have to. It would have broke my heart if I had to. <laughs> Did you really? The Bengals fan like that. I, I actually shed a tear because I thought I was going to have to become a no longer Bengal fan. Huh. I like a man who will admit to shedding a few tears sure. uh, over Thank his favorite God football bless team. America. Yeah, thanks but, but a lot, Jim. Have you seen the Bengals this year? This might have been a good opportunity to cut well, ties. Well, they're 0-3, but sure. uh, let's not rub that into Jim. Yeah, no, I'm a Falcons fan. I would not rub that guy. in anywhere. <laughs> he's a good guy. Uh, all right, so the update on uh, some of the top markets for football. Uh, in D.C., in D.C., they had a 23.3 rating and a 40 share. That's, that's a good number Okay, for the Redskins game. But I'll bet that's nowhere near what it used to be or what it was last year before all this protest stuff happened. In Richmond, uh, 33 share of the audience available. Uh, Norfolk had a 31. This is all for the Redskins. And then in Sacramento for the Niners, I would suppose, uh, 32 share. They had a 35 in Oakland. 24 share in New Orleans. Not very good. Denver had a 27, Buffalo 24. Of course, who's going to want to watch the Buffalo Bills? No one. Not even Buffaloians or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, what there. is that? I want to know what that is now. What word? Uh, yeah, what was because... Uh, tweet at Pat Unleashed. I want to know. What is someone who lives in Buffalo, New York? Because mm, you're in New York, you're a New Yorker. In Houston, you're a Houstonian. Mm-hmm. But in Buffalo, <laughs> are you a Buffalonian? Maybe Buffalonian. That sounds about right. What's a Dallas? Dallasite? Dallasite? Uh, I think it is Dallasite. Okay. Yeah. Buffalonian. You're right. That's that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good guess. Wow, you're good, man. Let me check Dallas too. <clears throat> Put me on Jeopardy, and uh, let's see what happens. Uh, unlikely to change in the <clears throat> final numbers. Uh, NBC's double win for the night. With the NFL overrun, the new season debut of 60 Minutes and a special preview broadcast of Star Trek Discovery, uh, CBS was in second place. Um, okay, and the Chiefs and the Chargers game went pretty well. I, but, I mean, they're down, but they're not they're not critical yet. And in order for any change to happen in the NFL, they'd probably have to reach the critical level. Hmm. I wonder what that would be because these networks shell out tons of cash. They sure do. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, billions. Mm-hmm. They pay billions to the NFL. Uh, and so <clears throat> if I'm a network executive and I'm paying that kind of money, I'm really irritated with what's going on right now. As a capitalist, I'd be really pissed off, frankly, that that they're doing this and ruining the product because this does ruin the product. Uh, I I can't help but think that there's got to be some owner out there. 30 out of 32 yesterday spoke out against Trump. 30 out of 32. Are there two just kind of kept their mouths shut? They didn't say anything one way or the other. 
there's got to be owners who who think this is a bad idea, who believe that this is their product. They're putting them, they're paying these guys all this money. Just please play football. Quinnipiac poll: Do you approve of not standing during the national anthem? Thirty-eight percent approve, fifty-four percent disapprove. So that's good. So America still wants, you know, Americans to be respectful of the flag. We haven't stooped that far where it doesn't matter to us. And I'm sure that was probably presented like, well, do do you support their First Amendment right to protest? Well, yes, of course they do. But that comes with some conditions like, is the owner okay with it? Because it's a private business and and, uh, he can kind of dictate to them what they do at the game. And, and let's not forget, this was all started by Colin Kaepernick, who's <laughs> just a buffoon and doesn't even know what he's talking about. And at the beginning, this was supposedly about the police <clears throat> and these shootings of, of black men. Now, some of those shootings, he, he has a right to be upset about. There's been two or three that I can think of where the cop was definitely in the wrong. And there have been several where the cops have actually been fired from the force and charged with murder. So I don't know what else you can do in that situation. Justice is being served there. There's also a ton of these situations where people think something bad happened by the cops, but it didn't <clears throat> because they don't they don't stick around and listen to what actually happened, what actually transpired. Was the cop in the right, maybe? And by the way, what is the percentage of white people being shot by police as opposed to blacks? Is it larger? The answer is yes. Is it disproportionate? Eh, The answer is yes in whether they're more likely to shoot a white guy or a black guy who's unarmed. I mean, if they just look into some of the facts, they would find out that maybe they don't even need to be protesting. I mean... Nobody wants a bad cop to be on a police force. But that there's going to be bad cops. It's just not a systemic situation. It's just not a, a, a situation that's built into the system like they're making it out to be. Like if you're a black person, you're likely to be shot by a police officer. And that's just not the truth. And so that's why it's disappointing when people like even Tom Brady, who is a friend of the president... Take this kind of stand against the president. And and he says that it was divisive what Trump said. I speak for myself and I believe what I believe, Brady said. As you guys know, I'm a very positive person. I try to lead by example. Okay, he's married to a supermodel and he's making $24 million a year. And he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the world. Yeah, you should be a very positive person. You got homes, beautiful mansions all over the country. Your wife probably makes more than you do, and that's a lot. That's a lot. So, yeah, uh, you should be positive. (laughs) (laughs) And you've never really, never really paid for the cheating that's been been done by the uh, New England Patriots either. So yeah, it's a positive. Wait a minute, person. wait a minute, wait a minute. When you mm. get a new cell phone, you don't just destroy your old one and crush it to pieces? <laughs> no, it's a rule, no. Really? Mm-mm, no. Seems, okay. All right. No. Especially not if it can be used as evidence, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Providing a solid foundation for the survival of your family is more important today than it's ever been. I was uh, I mentioned I, I was in Houston over the weekend and wow, if that's not 
proof positive of how important it is to be prepared in your life with some extra food because there, you know everything closed for a week to 10 days, 14 days, something like that. And then even when stores opened, there were lines wrapped around the store and it took an hour just to get into the store to buy something. You can avoid all of all of that. And our nation was founded on old-fashioned values like caring for your own during downward times. And emergency preparedness can alleviate fear. With all the craziness that's going on, take steps to ensure your family's self-reliance. When things inevitably go wrong, you can't depend on the government to provide aid for everybody. That's why you need a plan. And... The folks at My Patriot Supply are America's most trusted emergency food storage provider. I trusted them when I got my year supply. And right now, you can get a 102-serving survival food kit for, for less than a dollar per serving. So call them today at 888-411-5293, 888-411-5293, or order online at preparewithpat.com. This food includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, it lasts in storage for 25 years, really easy to prepare, and it tastes delicious. 888-411-5293 or preparewithpat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Yeah. 888-900-3393. If you want to get in touch uh, with us anytime during the uh, course of the show. 888-900-3393. We didn't get into this despicable Maxine Waters speech. She gave the eulogy at Dick Gregory's funeral. Do you know who Dick Gregory is? He's a comedian, sort of. Certainly not a funny comedian. Not funny, no. And a big-time progressive and liberal, and probably a socialist, maybe even a communist. I mean, he was he was politically way to the left, which is why you've got a person like Maxine Waters doing the eulogy at his funeral. And, of course, it had to be political, too. We have to have the NFL be political. we got to have funerals politi- politicized. Commercials are politicized. Here's how she politicized uh, the funeral at Dick Gregory's uh, event. I wish I could sit with Dick because I've got work to do. I'm cleaning out the White House. How are you doing? Jeez. You're cleaning out the White House as a congresswoman? We're going to sanitize the White House. She says sanitize the White House? Yeah. Okay. She's going to sanitize the White House. Mm Mm-hmm. Campaign rally, right? We're not going to take what is happening in this country. Haven't you taken enough? Um, And then... What has the left taken, by the way? That's interesting. We're not going to take anymore. Haven't you taken enough? You're speaking from the political left, and you think you've taken anything? What have they taken? The right has gotten nothing done. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. there, nothing has happened from the right. We haven't gotten a tax break. 
we haven't pushed we we didn't uh we didn't repeal obamacare <laughs> we haven't haven't you taken enough what have you taken how's that wall coming <laughs> comes along this person this person who does not respect you this dishonorable human being mm-hmm. who cheats everybody this dishonorable human being who will lie at the drop of a hat. This dishonorable human being who have the alt-right and the KKK and everybody else inside his cabinet. This dishonorable human being the KKK who can criticize everybody but Putin and Russia. Did he collude with Russia? I bet you Dick Gregory would tell me, yeah, he did it. And what would that mean if Dick Gregory told us, yeah, he did that? Well, then it's a fact. (laughs) And opportunity lost because now he's dead. I also love how she talks about how the president lies and then she lies about the president while she's saying he lies. What member of the KKK is in Donald Trump's cabinet? Point to that KKK member, please. I'd like to know the Klansman in the administration because I'm not familiar with that. I got my eye on Elaine Chow. He's just so stupid. I mean, that's just out of control. But this is what they do. This is uh, this is how Democrats act. You remember the Paul Wellstone funeral? He was a senator senator from uh, Minnesota. This is what his funeral uh, degraded into. I am begging you, please, let the people of this state hear your voice on his behalf to keep his legacy alive and help us win this election for Paul Wellstone. For Paul Wellstone, will you stand up and keep fighting for social and economic justice? Yes! Seriously, that's bizarre. (laughs) It's a funeral. Yeah, that was an important Senate seat to them. (laughs) These uh, these Democrats really know how to put the fun back in the word funeral, don't they? (laughs) It's like a it's a political pep rally for them. Hey, you know what? We all miss our friend Bob who just died. He's gone now. So give me a D. D. Give me an E. E. Give me an A. 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 Give me another D. Oh, D. What's that spell? Dead. What's that spell? Dead. Who's dead? Bob. Bob. Where's Bob now? Hell. (laughs) Death has Bob on its team. It's great. It's so weird. Bizarre, man. It's so irreverent. It's so inappropriate. Ugh. It's despicable. And they get away with it every time. Every time. It's madness. And I I just... And then... But we're the ones on the right who are just these despicable people who who turn everything political. Look what they do. How And how do they get away with it? Mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me understand it. Not only is it despicable, it's embarrassing. 
Pete in Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How are you? Great Doing, show. D- thank you. Um, hey, there is an amazing video of the Virginia Tech basketball coach. I think his name is Buzz Williams. He's lined all of his, all of his players up on the court, and he has a team of cadets bring in these white folding chairs. And he looks at his players, and he says, you have not earned the right to sit in these chairs, and he brings in a whole bunch of Vietnam and World War II veterans, and they all stand in front of these players facing them, and he says, when we play the national anthem, you will stand at attention. You will put a hand over your heart. You won't sway back and forth. You won't look at the ground because these men gave up their lives to go and serve their country, and it will bring tears to your eyes. It's only a couple minutes long, but it is so powerful. Wow. I've got to oh, play it's that. Amazing. So it's, it's amazing. Pull the video up. It's fantastic. It's Virginia Tech's basketball coach? Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll be looking it's for that. It's astounding. Wow. Thank yes, you. I uh, appreciate that, Pete. Uh, let me see. i got to look for that. I'm looking for it right now. That's, uh, that's exactly the message these kids need to hear. That's exactly what they need to understand. What a tremendous teaching moment that is. As opposed, and then you think about the guy, uh, the coach of the eight-year-olds that we talked about last week, who came up to him and said, hey, coach, did you see the protests going on in St. Louis? And, and then the, the team took a knee, and, and, and he said that was a teaching moment. And then he taught them why they were doing that. Did you? <laughs> did you really teach them why they were? Do you know? Even why those players are doing that? Do you know what the protest in St. Louis is all about? Do you know what the last Ferguson protest was all about, where they practically destroyed the city over the hands-up-don't-shoot thing that never even happened? Never happened. But this sounds like an actual teaching point where something is you know, really being legitimately taught to these players because they don't know. All they're subjected to in college, in high school, and in, in their education system as a rule is liberalism mm-hmm. and progressivism. Have you seen the video? Did you find it? Is, uh, I found it. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to. Okay, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to get that into the uh, system and, and play that because uh, that's, that's definitely worth the effort. 888-933-93. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Still have a lot more coming up. Um, more on this NFL thing, if you want to talk talk about that. Uh, the Anthony Weiner situation where he's going to prison for almost two years. Kind of interesting, because I, really, I thought he might get a pass on that. I thought he just might get uh, probation. But he's actually going to serve some time. Uh, and then we've got these natural disasters uh, to talk about. But first, let me tell you about CosmoHertzKids.com. They're on a mission. The founder is uh, Victoria Hearst. Might recognize the name of the family. The Hearst Corporation is a huge publishing uh, company, and they publish Cosmopolitan Magazine, known as Cosmo. But Victoria believes that Cosmo contains pornography, harmful to children. Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign isn't trying to censor. They don't want to tell Cosmo what to publish, how to act, what to do. They're not trying to drive them out of business. They really... She believes in first in, in in the First Amendment, but she also believes that the state's material harmful to minor laws should be applied to Cosmo, so nobody under eighteen can buy it. If you believe as she does, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids. 
Com. Let's keep porn out of the hands of kids. Okay. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes, I am. And so are you. And it's great to have you here. 888 Time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. What do you have, Jeffy? What do you have for us? I was waiting. I thought, I thought oh, we yeah, had Where's that. the theme? We're not doing the theme? What's the problem? No, we can talk about doing the theme or we can just do the segment. <laughs> wow, he's ready to get right <laughs> into it's it. It's almost like okay, we've had this conversation it. before. It is almost it's like almost that. It's almost like we've had this In conversation fact, we before. we just did on Friday. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I like the song. Sorry. So we're not going to play the theme? No, we're good. Oh, I don't have the theme right now. <laughs> the themes are being worked on. Mm, okay? Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Just saying, I thought there was going to be a theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, we're all here. We're here. Mm. We're here. So Doomsday was wrong. Damn. Oh, that's right. Looking Doomsday was that. wrong. So The biggest story however, of, the, of the century of the last millennium is that the world did not end on Saturday. The world Saturday. did not end. However, uh, David Mead, the researcher... Uh, the Catholic uh, astrologer, yeah. futurist. Well, wasn't Planet 10 part of his deal? We were yes. going to run into it or something? Well, he believes that the end of the world as we know it, as uh, foretold in the biblical book of Revelation, right. uh, is going to take place next month. And- Every time! <laughs> I said this on the first day this began. Every time these guys are wrong, they delay it. Oh, yeah, I messed up my calculation. It's next month instead. <clears throat> Can you... How? Why Can you do, wait? What? Just a second. Okay. All right. All right. All right. The twenty third was simply a sign of the oncoming, of the oncoming disaster. I mean, that's embarrassing. All right. He clarified Just his belief that the twenty third be is Lick the date of a historical event in the skies that would signal the oncoming rapture. Doomsday itself begins on October 15th. That's not what he said. That is not what he said. <laughs> Be a man, suck it up, take your lumps, you were wrong. Shut up. Sit down and shut up now. I don't want to hear your doomsday bull crap. Okay? He wants, Sit down and shut up. He wants more love at the end, of, you know, the middle of the Nobody's month. giving him any love and I'm not going to go through this again where oh, are we gonna, we're going to end this time? No, it's not. Because nobody knows when that's going to happen, and especially not David Mead. No, because we 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 gave him a we gave him the point. You know, oh, right. he's the one, right? No, no, no. And he's you know, you could you could make a case that wow, it looks like there's some signs. We've had two massive oh, hurricanes. We've got a third one offshore right now. Earthquakes. We had two massive earthquakes in Mex- Mexico City. We got eight states on fire. We had 40 million people displaced from their homes in India, Bangladesh, and Nepal. Yeah, there's some signs. Yeah. So I'm willing to give signs. you that. Okay, there's some signs going on. But then you predict that the apocalypse officially begins on Saturday. And when it doesn't, you say, oh, I, I meant next month. This no. is just the beginning of the This is the sign of, of the, the oncoming of the oncoming. No, shut up. No, just accept the fact that you were wrong. You don't wrong. know, Dave. You don't know. You don't know, Dave. You don't know. 
But Let it go, you. Dave. Thanks for playing our game. Right. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. So in Tennessee, not only did we have the uh, horrific church shooting over the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, one person, one person Somali died, did seven, that, people, right? seven people injured, yes. Do you they know here? what his motive was? Uh, crazy. Death. I mean, really, just crazy. Okay, so he's not, he wasn't, it wasn't some Islamic extremist thing. It doesn't look, he's he been here nuts. since he was five. I mean, he's been here for a long time. Okay. Um, but uh, also in Tennessee, a sheriff's uh, department is asking people not mm. to uh, call 911 anymore. Okay? Why not, man? Uh, the body trapped under a closed, blood-stained garage door. Um, it's not real. It's a <laughs> Halloween display. Okay, stop calling us. The guy- <laughs> Uh, that's stupid. The Green County Sheriff's Department Come says on. it's been inundated with so many calls that they posted on their Facebook page, stop calling us. Do not call us, okay? It's not, not At least real. not about the body, right? A, yeah, yeah, about this place, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, the homeowner, they said, instead, congratulate him on a good display. In okay? September. <laughs> Too soon. No, I've got to get it out there. Too soon. Out there. But apparently, uh, the original call, uh, when the police went out there, they actually pulled uh, the boot off the off the guy under the garage door just to make sure that it wasn't real. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. So that's not real? Okay. That's Talk great. to you later. <laughs> oh, man. So I know. But it, I it, think it's too early for Halloween. I don't think so. Mm. Well, it, yes. I know. Mm. I mean, you're, in a word, yes. You know, we've got the one house in our neighborhood. What, I mean, what do you think? It's not too early, though, right? Yes. The, yes, the, it is. the one house in our neighborhood that, that goes all out. And the kids freak out in the dark and everything. So every year we have to drive by the house on this other street in the daylight so that they can see it up close in the daylight. And it just looks ridiculous. It's it's laughable during the day. So that's uh, that's the remedy on uh, if you got some scary. So let me get this right. You've, you've had to actually take your kids. No, nah, I didn't have have to. By but I just the felt Halloween it. display mm-hmm. during the day to prove to them that it wasn't real. Did I say I had to prove to the children? Wow. No, I wanted to. Wow. Okay. All right. Perhaps I'm eating lunch. Continue, please. Get the kids checked. Mm-hmm. Remember last week, uh, the women, <laughs> the woman who uh, complained about the Hobby Lobby cotton mm-hmm. table display. Yeah, uh, she spoke out, and you know, don't forget her original tweet was: "This decor is wrong on so many levels. There's nothing decorative about raw cotton, a commodity which was gained at the expense of African American slaves. A little sensitivity goes a long way. Please remove this decor. Shut up. So stupid. It's so. And oh. what is she saying now? So she spoke out. And she said, "Look, I wasn't trying to be divisive, <laughs> divisive, whatever you want to say it. Yeah, I was. I want to say divisive because that's how you pronounce the word. Oh, how do you pronounce the word divide?" Seems That's like what it's I divide. thought when I heard it's people say divid. divisive. It's not divid. And I, why did people start doing that? I don't that? know, but I heard it this morning. Divisive. All morning long it's on different news divisive. reports. And I divisive. Right. Because you're dividing. You're not right. dividing. Wow. If you were dividing, then <laughs> you would be divisive. <laughs> but you're not megaphone. dividing, you're dividing. Thank you. You got a megaphone there. Why don't you Thank break you. that out? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. So uh, she has been, uh, she's saying, look, I just, it wasn't, I didn't mean for it to be this whole big thing. Okay. I wasn't trying to be divisive. Divisive. <laughs> if I was trying to be divisive, I would have talked about the world, talking about race relations. I'm a consumer talking about a retailer. And all I said was I found yeah. something offensive. Yeah, we know um, what you said. We know what <laughs> you said. And we know what you said that went out on the world wide web. Right. Right? If we, were th- if we right. weren't trying to be divisive mm. or divisive. We would have just gone to the store and talked to them in person. Mm-hmm. 
But now mm-hmm. she's, look, hey, now it's no longer there. It's not on the shelf. Oh. But guess what? The racism still remains. <laughs> I believe. So in, did they take? They removed the cotton. Yeah, of course, of course. They, they did. I, come on, Hobby Lobby did. caved into that. But wait a minute. In that interview, and maybe at least that store. I think she right? was wearing. Was she was wearing a cotton shirt, I believe, in that interview. Yeah, I know. So she's the hater too. It, it's, you it's can argue. It. Yeah. So it does, the things we matter. waste time on in this doesn't society. Matter. It just doesn't matter. Madness. Sad news about the woman who once was the world's heaviest woman. Oh, no. Uh, what, what happened? She passed away. How, old, how yeah, much 30, did she 37. weigh? At one point, she weighed, uh, what was it, 317 kilograms? Wait, 317? Nobody knows what that is. No one knows what. At one point, she weighed, no, the 317 is the other lady I'm going to tell you about. Oh, okay. Right. The heaviest lady weighed 500 kilograms, which was 1,100 pounds. 1,100 pounds. How many stone is that? 1,100 pounds. pounds. I know. Very sad. But she lost 1, weight. 1,100 She had surgery. Pounds. She had people raise money for her to get some surgery. They hauled her. Hmm. I remember watching the footage of her in uh, India, and they got surgery for her, and they thought she was hmm. no good. Just for the record, she was 78 stones, so a little more than your 68 stones. Okay, think she, of that. 1,100 pounds. So did she just recently die? Yeah. Well, she died. And it was beca- was it because? Well, complications of her. Of, of the surgery? Of, of the surgery, complications of being 1,100 pounds for a 11, long time. I mean, you're over half lost, a ton. At that one point, she lost, I think, two or 300 pounds, but it still didn't. Half a ton. It didn't do any good. A that human was, being that's half a ton. No. You might think, okay, um, somebody's enabling her. Oh, yes. They all have enablers. Because she can't go get her own food at right. that point. They all have enablers. You, you, like, you have the lady to have somebody that's, that's literally contributing to yes. your death. The lady in Fort Worth that wanted to become the world's heaviest woman, yeah. she at one point weighed the 318 kilograms, which is 700 pounds. Oh, she's got okay. a long way to go. Right, but she's given that up now because she wants to have a baby. Oh, wow. She wants to have a baby, but she... How old is she? Remember, she, she's like uh, 28... Oh. Monica, I remember now she was, they were doing YouTube videos of getting fed, you know, her mm-hmm. feeder yeah. boyfriend enabler oh, right. Right. was feeding her on uh, on the YouTubes yeah. and uh, showing it off. People were getting off on watching her eat oh, all the sick. food. Uh, yeah. And how are babies made again? And th- well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and she's concerned now that uh, her feeder, uh, Sid, uh, is not going to like her. Why? She because... starts losing weight. Oh, please. And he said, look, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you look fine, honey. The jeans you. don't make uh, your butt look What I do? Not big. bringing the list. I had the list of... of no, he, remember was, the f- he was supposedly into how fat she was. Yeah, oh, yeah. What? Yeah, he liked it. You don't. This <laughs> you is don't a lot like Amber a with you. It's like Amber is your feeder. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> She likes have, it. She likes this. it when you're bigger. She's, she's your enabler. <laughs> she is. She tries to plump what him story up. You need? She didn't like it when Jeffy lost 100 pounds. She didn't like that. No, she did. And now you're not, you haven't lost I've... 100 pounds anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you're you. welcome. And, and so she's you. happy about it. So. Thank you. Although I don't, I've, I've, don't have the list. Darn it. Of what? Didn't what print out of all of the food that she ate regularly. Oh, yeah. It the was daily a lot. food. Holy cow. I remember we had that list. It yes. was like seven chickens a day. <laughs> yes. Like 12 gallons I mean, of milk for breakfast. 84 eggs. You know, it look, was, I mean, come on now. Well, Pat, come on. I mean, seriously. I mean, it takes work to get here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know it does, Jeffy. I know. So, I mean, it's not just like. You have to be committed at some point. Thank you. And at one point in my life, I really did want to be craned out of my house. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, that was a goal of mine, That's to be craned out of my house. I, I thought so at the uh-huh. time. 
And then I realized that it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> I'm also I'm too lazy to be the fattest person on earth. That's a lot of work, man. Yeah. You it's start a lot cracking, of work for your heart. I mean, too. at one point, you, there's got to be the point comes, right? We've talked about it before. But at one point, you reach where you just decide, yeah, I just don't care anymore. Just feed me. Mm-hmm. And then you can't move. And then it happens in segments, right? Where you get up and you move mm-hmm. around and then you lay there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You don't move for a couple of days. And then you get up. And then before you know it, after about a year, it's like, I don't think I've left this bed in a month. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand about that, though. It's really painful to lay in bed all the time. Yeah, um, you see the sores, you see what happens. My with... mother-in-law died this year, and, and so did my mom. Horrible. And both of them, at the end, were you know, bedridden. bedridden, Yeah. and they get bed sores, Yeah. and it hurts like hell. Yeah. In fact, my mother-in-law's pain came less from her cancer and more from her bed sores. Right. She, didn't, she almost didn't have any pain from the brain tumor in her head. <laughs> But she had pain, severe pain, from the bed sores. Right. And that's what catches a lot so of... So how do these giant people put up with that? They take, they get addicted to painkillers. Oh. I mean, that's what they do. That's, that's what the doc in Houston has to put up with. Wow. Is that they all, you know, and look, it takes a lot to keep them clean. You know, their feeders, when you watch how you have to bathe them and clean them. And well, how do you? you? just hose them down? What do you do? Yeah, you have to roll them over. You do side by side. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to know how you keep them clean. I don't think And then we what you do is that. you move this leg this way. Yeah, we don't want this that. Way. No, no, no. You. no. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <sighs> and no, you, thank you. And then you pick what when, you do. Is you when Glenn and I were together the first time, <sighs> back in like 89 or 90 in Baltimore, there was a story about a woman. <laughs> and it was true. And we called her and had her on the air. There was a story in a woman. Uh, who had lost a tuna sandwich in the rolls of her fat. Is that true? That's, true. that's one of, <clears throat> Absolutely 100% true. It had true. grown right. into her body. Yeah, I mean, that's been All an right. old standing joke. Right, who wants to finish my lunch for me? It's an old standing joke because it actually happened to that woman. I mean, and it was nasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, well, we actually, just move on from Well, me. in real life, it happened in Ohio uh, earlier this year okay. where tele, you know, art became true life, where the lady actually had sat in a chair and not moved, where her fibers became fused with the chair. Right. And you saw... Uh, That's beautiful. Yeah, it's not. That's beautiful. It's not pretty. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's pretty. really not good. And from the... the uh, I'm trying to think, what was the TV show that had that it happened in the... Plastic surgery show, Nip Tuck, okay. did a big show on that. And, you know, the lady that was, you know, fibered to the chair, you know, mm-hmm. we don't talk about that. Yeah. Which is, what do you do when you go to the bathroom? We don't talk about that. Sorry I missed that episode. Right, me too. It's man. really good. I what mean, else it's, do you it's have? heartfelt. Let's move past but, this. I'm really done with this. But I want to know about the tuna fish sandwich lady. Yeah, I don't, wanna, I I don't even want to think about real. it anymore. No, it's real. And you actually talked to her. It's real. We and, actually and interviewed her. you didn't her. make fun of her. I mean, you had to. Oh, well, yeah, we serious made fun business. of her. No, we made fun of her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why else did you want to have her on? I mean, let's be real here. You're, th- you're talking Glenn and Pat circa 1989, 1990? So how much fun or, did or you have with mid-20s kids? Yeah, we made fun of her, sadly. Sorry, we'll get right to you. Right now we're in the middle of eating a tuna fish sandwich. Oh, would you like to have one? Uh, what fold did they pull yeah, yours out of? I don't even want to remember what we said. Uh, it's not worth remembering, I'm sure. So what else you have? Are you done? Is that it? No, no. Is that everything? Not, no, that's not it. All right. No, that's not it. I want to congratulate, uh, first, uh, Megan Kelly started her big show today, oh. on today, uh, oh. and she talked about how she didn't want to be, how she was done with politics, and it was nicey-nice, and uh, real, I think it's good. 
So she's done with politics? What's she going to talk about on the show? It's going to be nicey-nice between the end of today. Just entertainment stuff? Yes. Mm. Her run at NBC has not been good so far. No, it has not. I mean, she's got no buzz. There's, there's no, right. There's I not, didn't even realize it until I saw. Oh yeah, I, I didn't even today. know. I didn't know she started today. Now, eight months ago, you wouldn't have believed that I know. Th- that could be possible. I but know. now it's kind of like, okay, well, we moved on and we're I not sure into have. this anymore. But so. the checks sure are still have. clearing for her, though. I'm sure they are, well, but they I'm may sure not is, for long. Then, <laughs> I know that's right. And then where does she go? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. That's right. I don't know. And and I like Megan, so I mean, I don't. Then you run into a Katie Couric situation where right you've worn out your welcome at your main place and now you moved on to somewhere else and you're not working there and then so the ratings aren't happening so then now what do you do well now i'm doing an internet thing or whatever yeah she does the youtube news right with yeah. uh, for uh Couric? yeah yeah and so she's gone from a 25 million dollar a year job to whatever she's making right. now on this thing so interesting good luck god bless yeah and harrison ford uh, is going to make the cover of GQ magazine for its 60th anniversary. Congratulations oh. to GQ magazine. Now, you guys, what, 78? Uh, 75. 75. And uh, man, he looks rough. Does he? He looks rough on the cover of GQ. If you look at the picture of uh, Harrison Ford on the cover of GQ, you can tell he's looking 75. No, I he bet looks you can. great. Does he? Go- oh, does my he? gosh. Really? He's in a t shirt and jeans. Don't we have the cover of Harrison up there? I mean, it's he looks fantastic, and he's getting ready to. You know, obviously he's promoting the new Blade Runner movie. Oh yeah, uh, it'll be out. You know, that'll yeah, yeah. be out soon. That looks great. Yeah, I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Yeah, seventy five though. Right? Yeah, I remember amazing. when I turned seventy five, and I didn't look that good at seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that yeah. the next go around right. of yeah, know, the I'm, next, I'm the next that, around, yeah, this right. time around. That yeah, well, we'll I can hold our breath and wait for that. Thanks. Get uh, there. Chewing the fat with Jeffy. Uh, We'll do it again tomorrow. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Truth lives here. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Free speech is dead, at least at uh, UC Berkeley. Uh, At UC Berkeley, they canceled Free Speech Week. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, they canceled uh, free speech week. Uh, the movement has become a national symbol for uh, closed minds and doors against speakers and ideas that challenge the leftist status quo on campus. And they were going to actually have a free speech week scheduled for the 24th through the 27th. So that's this week. But they officially canceled it on Saturday in a letter from an attorney. The student paper which was sponsoring the series of lectures so they're going to actually invite some conservatives onto campus and show that yeah okay even conservatives can speak here too because we're not afraid of them but it turned out no they are afraid of them faculty and staff had attacked the event why what 
which was set to feature politically conservative speakers spearheaded by Milo Yiannopoulos. And, I mean, he's not a conservative. That's just, that's stupid. If they, I, I mean, I guess you, you should still listen to him if you want to. You should be able to if you want to hear the guy speak. But Milo Yiannopoulos is not a conservative. He's a huge Trump guy. Uh, he's an alt-right guy. And alt-right people are not conservatives. Thus, the alt before the right. It means it's an alternative to the right, not the right. So anyway, the Berkeley Patriot is contemplating uh, initiating litigation against the responsible parties and the administration for, for violation of their civil rights. The event canceled and the unlikelihood that any advertised speakers would actually appear. Yiannopoulos announced that he would be on campus Sunday at noon come hell or high water. Can't promise you're going to be safe, Milo said in a Facebook live conference. Uh, it's not an official event. He was not. He was right, apparently, not to promise safety because his planned appearance earlier this year at UC Berkeley resulted in violence and vandalism by the anarchists of Antifa and other radical lefties. But he did indeed show up on Sunday to a rousing reception at the school Sproul Plaza, as promised, wearing a blue jean jacket and an American flag hoodie. He reached the plaza where Joan Baez once sang in the 1960s during a free speech movement. Shortly after noon, and uh, of course, people were jeering him who showed up to protest him. Due to security restrictions, only about 100 people were admitted after being subjected to the scrutiny of metal detectors. Then Milo addressed the crowd briefly. They sang the Star Spangled Banner, took selfies with fans. Speaking on the, uh, to the Los Angeles Times, the openly gay lightning rod of controversy, uh, Yiannopoulos, said the purpose of today was to show up on campus no matter what and let them know we'll be back as many times as it will take. He also said his appearance was fine. It was great. But, you know, it's, it's so interesting that UC Berkeley, like supposedly this uh, mecca of free speech, where people spoke out freely against the government. Now you can't speak freely for the government or against the government if you're uh, if you're on the right, or even if you're an alternative to the right. And the leftists are so afraid, apparently, of their worldview being challenged that they'll do anything, including become violent, set the place on fire to stop you from being able to speak your mind. Wow, the the uh, insecurity of the left mm-hmm. is just astonishing. And they've got no self-awareness, as always. I, they still think, I guess, that's freedom of speech because they'll still allow lefties to come into campus and speak, so that's freedom of speech, right? You have freedom of speech to speak up anytime you agree with us. As long as you think killing babies is great and that... And that you can be uh, fluid in your gender and go into whatever bathroom you want, then you're welcome to speak here. Uh, If you want to take a knee during the uh, Star Spangled Banner, if you want to do anything un-American, you're you're fine to speak here. But if you want to talk about American values or God, well then no, there's no place for that. That's hate speech and there's no place for hate speech on our campus. Wow, pretty sad and pathetic. 
888-933-93. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 no, 888-900-3393. Almost reverted to the old number. Uh, 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we've been talking about the NFL today. If you want to sort of vent about that, you certainly can. We're also uh, discussing some other issues here uh, as well. Um, I am so sore today in so much pain why from uh working in houston oh it wasn't from kneeling during the anthem no it wasn't from okay no it wasn't uh we my wife and i and then some other one of our sons his wife their kids and uh my son-in-law all went down to houston to um to to work to, to help you know and uh my wife got sunstroke and it was because it was it was in the low 90s, but the humidity, the humidity was, I don't know, 48,000%. Oh, I, I mean, we stepped out of the car Friday night when we got there. And we're like, oh, my God. I thought Dallas was bad. <laughs> right, and then I remembered the you eight forget. years in Houston enduring that humidity. It's just like, good. You can't even, you feel like you're a fish. You got to sprout gills in order to breathe. It's so humid. Mm. The air is so wet. Oh, it's just nasty bad. Yes. And you forget that when you haven't lived there. And well, I guess it's been eight and a half years now. So then you go out and you start working in that. And it's unpleasant. (laughs) To say the least. That's the word. And the thing is, the people who live there have been doing it almost every day. Yeah. It almost killed me doing it one day. They're doing it every day, and then they go back out on the weekends. And then, you know, they'll rest maybe during the week now and then go back out on the weekend again. And they've they've already done their house, and now they're doing neighbors and people they don't know. And they're going across town or they're going wherever the need is greatest. And and now it's, it's starting to get to the, the places that haven't been mucked out yet are getting dangerous because oh. the mold that's growing is horrifically toxic. Just really bad. What's the situation with electricity and air conditioning? Most most of the most of the city has their uh, most, if not all, has air conditioning and 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 their electricity back. Good. And even when they're not in the home, they got the they got the air conditioning going. So this is going to cost them a fortune because they have to dry it out. If you left the air conditioning off and while you were not staying in the house, then you're talking mold like crazy oh. spreading all over the house so they have to they have to try to dry it out with the air conditioning and you know that's expensive people forget most of these people don't have insurance the ones that do have insurance it's not covering everything they'll cover like the first floor because that's what that's what they believe is likely to flood and that's probably in most cases what flooded although not all i mean there was 10, 12 feet of flooding in some places. 
And it got it got up to the rooftops of people, and people were rescued from their roofs. You saw street signs underwater. You saw stoplights almost underwater. So it's it's really bad. And then and some a lot of people don't even have insur- insurance of any kind. And and then you think, well, does FEMA kick in? No, not really. I mean, they might offer them a loan. They might give them a little bit, but they're almost on their own to rebuild. And I so I don't I don't even know how long that's going to take. Yeah. A long time. I saw we're forty up to forty thousand homes completely destroyed. Yeah, and it's like a hundred and thirty thousand that have severe damage. Gotcha. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, it's just terrible. It's just it's it's terrible. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's also bad in, in Puerto Rico. I mean Puerto Rico's a mess right now. It's bad in some places in Florida. So just pray for these people and, and help if you can. You know, maybe Maybe lend a, a helping hand if, if you're in the area or you're anywhere near. Yeah, I saw a headline on Puerto Rico that said that an official says they've been set back decades in Puerto Rico. Yeah, and that's bad because the it's already bankrupt. Yep. So really tough. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Philip in Washington. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, great talking to you. You too. Man, that Houston sounds disgusting. I sweat eating ice cream, so I can only imagine how horrible <laughs> yeah. that would be. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so I was watching Sunday Night Football. The Oakland Raiders sat on the bench while the Redskins held arms or walked arms. A couple of them kneeled. Anyway, when after they played the anthem, Michelle Tafoya, or they went down to her on the field, and she said that the Oakland Raiders um, head coach – Jack Del Rio wanted to be in the locker room, but he was told that if they had not been on the field because it's a prime time game, that they would have suffered a 15 yard penalty for like, uh, like a personal foul kind of penalty. And then also, wow, they would lose, they would forfeit the coin toss and they would forfeit their decision on what side of the field they wanted to be. Um, I just find it extremely hypocritical that these guys are so convicted in their stance but they can't take a little 15-yard penalty. You'd think that you'd think that if they were so convicted in it that they would uh, take that penalty and make a, make a point. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, a weird stance by the NFL, though, too. Very strange that during the afternoon games it's okay, but not at night. Weird. I'm, gonna, I'm kind Thanks, of surprised Phillip. that Philip was able to use the word redskins on our airwaves. That's kind of offensive, I thought. Hateful man. Right? Hateful. <laughs> Joe in Idaho. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey, I've been um, listening to you and Glenn for, well, maybe 10, 15 years now. Wow, great. Thanks. Um, appreciate what you all are doing and wake, trying to wake people up. And um, I I started following this about 25 years ago. <laughs> so uh, I'm a little nervous about sticking my head out of the hole and then speaking my mind because of where things are. Yeah. Uh, in this age of, we're in an age of competitive self-righteousness. And that's what you're seeing played out in all these, even in the sports and stuff like that. I'm more self-righteous than you. Look at the stand that I'm taking on this. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all about pride and ego, and I'm more, you know, we're better than you. In fact, I wrote an article called Antifact, which is, you've heard of Antifa, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Antifact, you just add a C on the end of it, and it's short for Antifacts. Okay. And it's, uh, 
Antifax is a movement that only believes and acts upon and militantly supports only things that are void of any fact, empirical evidence, or verifiable truth. <laughs> okay. So just put a C on the end of Antifa and you've got Antifax. Nice. Uh, is there uh, is there actually a site like that? No, I just made it. I do a lot of this stuff, you know. And, and another point that I, I talked to your, your screener about socialism and why it's so attractive uh, to administrators is that it creates thousands of little dictatorships. It's the rule over the masses by thousands of dictators. Everybody gets their own little kingdom mm-hmm. through socialism. Yeah. They, get the, they create this ruling class, and it's not being looked at like that. No, I appreciate the call. Thanks, Joe. It's uh, and and the kids are all. So many of them are being taken in by it because the way it's presented at college is that it's the only fair way. It's it's fairness for all. Well, no, it's it's unfairness for all because nobody gets ahead. And if you guarantee outcomes, all of those outcomes are going to be bad because that's the only way you can guarantee an outcome for an entire civilization. You can't guarantee great outcomes for everybody. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. So they fall in love with that. They fall in love with the fact that this is supposedly fair and they're looking for justice. And those are all the the code words that they use in college. And it seems to work on these kids. Uh, Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze. Hi. Reporting from the mosh pit of Marxism. <laughs> you know, Pat, I, I... As much as I wish Trump had just stayed out of it, mm-hmm. uh, I think that too much of the blame is being assigned to him, and none of it. If you think about this from a macro perspective, Barack Obama has, has sown the seeds that have supported the kind of climate we're seeing right now. From the time he said we don't have all the facts, but the Cambridge police acted stupidly, to if yeah. I had a son, they looked like Trayvon, and glorifying the BLM. Yes, and, and to the point where you have a major U.S. city, Baltimore. After Freddie Gray, they're, they're actually ordering the police to stand down to let the rioters, you know, unfurl their, their yeah. outrage yes. and, and destroy part of the community. And, and had we not taken these incremental steps, had this being sort of, you know, not, not just um, validated but glorified, uh, you bring BLM to the White House. I mean, the, the kind of affirmation, this thought, this this he's been receiving with endorsement from the white house we we would never see this kind of racial discord had obama not planted seeds for eight years that that glorified you know this this kind of racial division he set back racial relations more than 50 years and Uh, and, i think that's really valid yeah i think that's valid we wouldn't be here had he not done all that and it's just a shame that Trump is wearing the goat horns and had not been for Obama, we wouldn't even have thought to have the audacity to do some of the things we're doing. I mean, Michael Bennett with the black power, mm-hmm. this rise, mm-hmm. he, they don't tell the story that they were responding, cops were responding to a call about a shooting. He's ducked behind a, a slot machine. When he sees he was actually uh, the officer spotted, he runs. Cops are going to chase a guy running from a scene where a shooting has been reported, and they he's claiming it's because he's black. No, I think they see someone running because they look guilty, 
that might be, you know, an indicator that the cops would have a heightened level of interest in someone running away where a crime's been reported. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's almighty. the that's the appreciate the call. Uh, really good points, Mark. And and that's that's the case in most of these cop shootings or most of these incidents with cops is that there's uh, they're not hearing the other side of the story. They're hearing the side of the minority who didn't like what happened to him. But then you hear that there was really good reason for everything the cops did. Now, fortunately, you know, Michael Bennett wasn't hurt, uh, but you're right. I mean, he caused that. He caused that incident. 888 We heard a while ago, a uh, caller turned us on to this um, Virginia Tech basketball coach talking to his players about uh, military veterans and how they needed to honor them. His name is Buzz Williams, and he's a, he's the Hokies basketball coach. And I'm not sure when this happened. Was How long ago was this? It's in 2016 sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little while, maybe March of 2016. Um, here's, here's what he told. Buzz Williams, head coach at Virginia Tech for their basketball team, uh, talking to his team about the military. We didn't earn those chairs. Your talent didn't earn those chairs. How tall you are, how fast you run, how well you shoot, didn't earn those chairs. Me draw up a play, me recruit real hard, me work real hard, I didn't earn the chair. These guys, when they were your age, pointing to the military, interrupted their life. They paused their education. They changed their career. And they gave their life for those chairs. Hmm. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Not us. Not us. And so when the anthem is played, we're going to stand like grown men. And we're going to honor men like this that gave their life so we could have a chair to sit in. Hmm. And in the two and a half minutes that the song is played and somebody sings it or the music is played, we're going to stand at attention in honor of these men. And we're not going to sway back and forth. We're not messing with our short. We're not messing with our jersey. Those two and a half minutes, we're going to give to the people that earned these chairs. Because that freedom allows us to do what we're doing. I don't care if you wow. see it, but I want you to know the words. And I want you to be respectful of the words. Because those words represent people's lives. And when we stand, we're going to put our right hand over our heart and our left hand behind our back. And we're not moving. And we're not looking down and we're not swaying. We're standing still with perfect body and all that we're thinking about is these men who earned the right for these chairs to be here can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the river 
Maybe you don't want him to sing. Maybe maybe that was a good idea. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, I mean, that's great. That is really awesome. That's inspiring and uh, really powerful. So uh, good for Buzz Williams. It's almost made me a Virginia Tech fan. Right. Absolutely. At least, at least for va- basketball. Really good. And then when they sang the, the anthem, those guys listened. They did exactly what their coach told them to do. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray, Unleashed. Oh, we just tweeted this out, by the way. We tweeted this out, uh, the video, at Pat Unleashed, so you can find it there. 888 I think I just messed, uh, yeah, just you messed broke up it. that. You broke the machine. I, I, broke, the, I broke the system. Oh. <laughs> I, I broke the system. Again, it's um, you can find the video at Pat Unleashed. That's on uh, Twitter, if you're not familiar with that. We mm-hmm. should also put that on Facebook, maybe. Pat okay. Unleashed and... Uh, Absolutely. We need to find a way to, to, is there a way to merge the Facebook page I have with the Unleashed ones? Is it, can we? I am going to call Mark Zuckerberg after the show today. Call Mark. And I'm going to find out. Call Mark and Mm -hmm. and see if that's possible to do. Because I'd like to merge uh, that with Mm -hmm. the other one and kind of push them all together. That'd be good. Just make it into one. That'd be good. So I didn't have to do like three different facebook pages because that's that's like twice as much thumb upping people have to do now right because you got the two pages right that's not convenient at all not to mention the posting part oh which is also uh you know in triplicate right now wow uh 888-900-3393 uh we got more pat gray unleashed coming up in a second i think we uh, we still broken did I, I really broke the system <laughs> didn't I? I really screwed this it is up great hey we need to talk about the um the the tax plan that that's gonna really just slash taxes. Yeah, we might as well since everything's broken. Get to that. Speaking of being broken, uh, uh, they pretty much broke the tax plan. We'll tell you about that coming up here in a second on Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Think about what chance. The youth of today, the millennials that are coming up now, what chance do they have to, to be conservatives, to, to believe in America, to believe in the values on which this country was founded? It's really tough. It's, the odds are against them. That's for sure. Because the schools are taken over by progressives for the most part. The colleges certainly are. <laughs> Entertainment almost completely. Uh, and, you know, progressives will always scream about Fox News. That's all they can mention. Well, what about Fox News? Conservatives have Fox News. we got to stop Fox News. That's it. you got ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. you got every outlet. You've got every major newspaper. Book publishers, uh, movie producers, yep. the actors, TV. they're all... And then, and music. In music, you, you've for conservatives, you have Donnie and Marie Osmond, the end. <laughs> you know, I, when we talk about, hey, let's get together a really good musical act uh, to play at the inauguration for the president, if it's a Republican. So who are we going to call? 
Ghostbusters. Don, Donnie and Marie Osmond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and now they're taking over sports too, apparently. There is no haven. They're taking over sports. Ugh. ESPN helping lead that charge. This uh this Green Day singer, Billy Joe Armstrong, huge lefty. Um and he's outspoken, left wing guy. He has permanent eyeliner on his eyes. Is that right? Making uh, disparaging remarks about Trump at an anti-capitalist, multi-millionaire uh, Broadway show put on by Michael Moore called "The Terms of My Surrender." The first time I heard I heard of Trump legitimately running for president, Green Day uh, lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong told Moore at the end of his show, "The first thing I thought of was fascism." Really. Uh, why how how is the first thing when trump runs for president how is that the first thing that comes to your mind i mean i'm not a fan of donald trump i'm trying to you know be open-minded about his presidency but the first thing i did i thought of when i wasn't a fan of his was not fascism it's just asinine he said i was just thinking of all the buildings he's got his name on that type of narcissism, wow, that's not much different th- from Saddam Hussein. You're going to compare Donald Trump to Saddam Hussein, a killer, a murderer, a guy who tortured tens of thousands of people who gassed the Kurds? Come on. Really, really bizarre. Uh, but and so I guess that's what you get from the guy who leads the band Green Day. What have they done in the last decade and a half? Well, see, you've really got me at a loss there because I haven't listened to that kind of music for a decade and a half. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm not probably probably not the one to ask, but I'm guessing they haven't had a hit in the last 15, 20 years. He said, this isn't just a Republican that you're dealing with. He's no longer the leader of the free world. Who made that claim? Uh, we're, we, I, I didn't realize that was official. He said, I've never seen a president that was no longer that. (laughs) At the end of the evening's performance, Moore, who's uh, a guy known for making and selling a movie which railed against capitalism, even though he's a capitalist, he played Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now, and and danced for the crowd. Wait, Michael Moore dances at the end of his one-person Broadway show? Was there mass vomiting going on? Just prior to the spectacle, Armstrong exited, leaving the audience with a typically absurd characterization of the political right. He says, my sons look at it and they're like, we have Satan as the president of the United States. And I was like, we've had Satan before and we voted Satan out. Wow. Jeez. Oh, good golly. Uh, I guess that's why you don't listen to the politics of the lead singer of Green Day. All of these people just, I, how did this happen in entertainment? Do you ever stop and wonder how virtually everyone in Hollywood and everyone in rock music and everyone in sports all became progressive at the same time? Kind of. I have. Yeah. And what is it? I think it's, uh, you know, in the 1950s, you had the Red Scare. And you had Senator McCarthy. And apparently with good reason. Right, right. Because these are all the children of the Red Scared mm-hmm. Hollywood crowd, right? And he was making the point of, of where the communists lurk. And uh, he was roundly criticized by a complicit media. 
And so everyone backed off and gave free reign, said, don't say anything. You'll be embarrassed. You'll be made to look like the idiot. And so for the last 50 years now, it's just grown unfettered. That's my theory. That's the wisdom of producer Keith. Thank you. Thank you, producer Keith. Should we try the veal? Or is there no veal today? Well, no, there's veal, and you have to tip your waitress, too. Don't forget that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, So on these tax cuts that uh, Republicans are are pushing for, this is very exciting. Um, If you're in the top rate, uh, if you pay 39%, I'm not sure where the top rate starts. Where is that? About 280,000 or 300,000, somewhere in there. So not a lot of people, you know, the upper three or four percent, but still your tax rate's going to go from 39 all the way down to 35. Woo! 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 <laughs> woo! Uh, then there might be a pass-through for businesses down to 25%, which would be great because we've got the highest corporate taxes in the nation or in the world. Uh, and I'm not, I'm just still looking to see what they're doing with the middle income tax breaks. If they're giving any break to them. And I and we'll continue to look for that and see if we can find it. Get back to you here. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. returns thanks for being here triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh one more little note about this uh nfl season which is going kind of sour because of the politics of it all but the crowd court the san diego chargers moved to los angeles and are now the los angeles chargers and they're playing in a stadium that seats twenty seven thousand people called the stub hub center Okay, most NFL stadiums are 80, 90, 100,000 ish. You know, probably averages around 70 or 75,000. They only seat 27,000 for capacity at the StubHub Center, and they still can't fill it. A huge portion of the crowd that they did get in Los Angeles at this StubHub Center were Kansas City Chiefs fans. And for the fourth time in four games, which includes two preseason games, there were a ton of empty seats. It's embarrassing. Wow. How bad was it? Mm. Well, the Chargers knew the crowd was so pro-Chiefs in Los Angeles that they didn't even do the player introductions over the PA system because they were afraid their own players would be booed. Oh, no, honey. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and this is in a new city, by the way. The league told us was so desperate for the NFL, they'll support two teams. Two Really? Yeah, maybe not so much. Do you know who? And the Chiefs won, of course. So the crowd was probably happy. I mean, I'm looking at the photos of this. There has to be, wow, I don't know, maybe 15,000? Maybe 20? At an NFL football game? Mm. So I don't know. Is this is that, is part of that? Due to what's going on with the kneeling, I don't know, maybe in Los Angeles, do they care about that? I don't know. It's it's interesting, though. Something is happening in the NFL because people aren't showing up at these things and people aren't watching it on TV either. 
You be the judge. Uh, Mark in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Um, My question is, who's having the conversation? All these political kneelings and stuff like that are designed to have a conversation. Who's having the conversation? LeBron James isn't having the conversation. Kaepernick's not having the conversation. Obama never had the conversation. Who's having the conversation? I'd certainly like to know. And I'm pleased beyond words that this is beginning to affect the NFL. They all but endorse this. Mm -hmm. And while... Um, you know, they, these these decisions have consequences, and the consequences are ticket buyers aren't paying anymore. That's right. All right, thanks, Pat. You bet. Thank you. Um, and they, it's not all but endorsed. They have endorsed this. They've endorsed it. Roger Goodell did that yesterday. Uh, all of the owners have done that. 32, or 30 out of 32 owners, uh, tweeted and spoke out against Trump. And if you don't like what he said about... Um, Firing the players, fine. But it is true what he said about honoring the country and the flag. And that this wasn't about minorities. It's just, it's about respect for the country. It's about love for your country. And all that's true. And and they're really missing out, uh, I think, on tapping into uh, American sensibilities here. I I don't know who they think they're dealing with. You're not dealing with a, a bunch of people that hate America. The average NFL fan loves America, has respect for America, which is why the NFL has always pandered to America. And obviously it was only pandering because look at them now. They've, they've always, you know, rolled out these flags and rolled out the military and had reunions with uh, military personnel and their families. So... Yeah, the NFL uh, is is really screwing this up. By the way, NASA is testing a new Concorde jet that goes 2,179 miles an hour. 2,179 miles an hour. It would fly from New York to London in three hours. Well, wait a minute. That's not a 6,000-mile flight. Why would it take that long? How far is it New York to London? Can you look that up real quick? Air, uh, Producer Air Keith? Miles. Okay. Air Miles, uh, New York to London. Mm-hmm. Three in three hours. <clears throat> That's going to be a I grand think total that would of take like an hour and 3,470 yeah. miles. Okay, so why does, where's the three hours coming from? And how fast is this? 2,179 miles an hour. About an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Must take a long time to get up to that speed, or maybe uh, maybe it's a lot of it's a lot of taxiing around the runway. Maybe Obama warned us about the headwinds. Yeah, he did. So might have been that. But they're attempting to develop a new radical version of the Concorde Super Concorde uh, supersonic passenger jet. They scrapped that after the after the crash of a Concorde, and I, was that in Paris? I'm yeah. trying to think, and it seems like right after the crash, and I. I think it was their first, but it was also their last. They just stopped flying Concords after that. Scientists from NASA, from NASA and Martin Lockheed, are aiming to revolutionize commercial air travel by creating a plane that can break the 767 mile an hour sound barrier. Incredible pictures showing the latest tests of its quiet supersonic technology have now been revealed by NASA. 
wow, it's really a sleek. I mean, it looks like a future jet in these photos. Maybe you can tweet these out. Uh, Producer Keith at uh, at Pat Unleashed. Mm -hmm. Experts working on the 289 million pound jet or $390 million project, tested the latest prototype inside a massive wind tunnel at NASA's Langley Research Center. Um, and then they're, gonna, they're about ready to start production on this thing. Space Agency hopes that the flight tests of this plane um, could begin as early as 2021, so it is a little ways off. Currently takes a commercial airliner... More than eight hours to fly from London to New York. Wow. A new Concorde with a top speed of 2,179 miles would cut that in half to around three hours, 30 minutes. That still seems too long for going that fast. Donald Trump has included funding for the ambitious project in the 2018 budget. I would like for NASA to maybe get back into the space business. You know, I'm, I'm kind of sick and tired of them being in the global warming business. So I'm glad to see they're developing at least a jet. They're, they're in the business of flight again. It would be nice if we could, I don't know, explore the solar system again. Maybe launch a new project that would band Americans together. How would that be if we, you know, JFK captured the imagination of Americans for a whole generation with his 1961 speech that we we're going to make it to the moon by the end of the decade. And we did. So if we had another call like that from a president who was ambitious and we're going to make it to Mars by the end of the decade. Well, not this decade, probably, but the end of next. Hmm. We're going to make it to Mars by 2025. A manned flight to Mars by 2025. I'm sure you'd have all kinds of flack. Well, we've got problems on this planet that need to be addressed. Why would we be doing a flight to Mars? That's what you'd hear. How much of this um, space travel activity would you like to see done by the private sector, though? And maybe it would go faster, no? Yeah. I mean, we are $20 trillion yes. in debt, not counting the uh, unfunded liabilities out into the future. So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I'm excited about the prospects of going back to outer space, but... Uh, Wow, you are so anti-Houston. We, we you just really... you can't get behind NASA. You are so anti-Houston. Oh, NASA isn't that the uh, federal department that is uh, the <laughs> charter is now based on uh, outreach to Muslim countries? <laughs> just check it. Okay. I think that I think that Trump ended that outreach mm. to uh, the sensibilities of of the Muslim mathematicians. <laughs> what is uh, that? We need to remind them that they were good at math at one po- at one time. <laughs> right. Hey, stop blowing us up. You were good at math, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. Here's the thing. Barack Obama, we will we will stop uh remind we'll, we'll stop um uh, poo-pooing the mathematical um uh, contributions to uh the planet from the ancient Islamic civilizations if you'll stop reminding us of the uh, crusades from even further back. Yeah. Yeah, before we get on our high horse, let's not forget <laughs> that Christians did the the Crusades. Ugh, boy, those were tough times. Those were tough <laughs> yeah. times. I mean, these are too, but in a much uh-huh. it's in a different way. In a different way. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um. Also, there's a cannibal couple that has been 
detained. I'm sorry, what? A cannibal company, couple. Cannibal couple. Russian cannibal cup couple detained after uh, they ate some 30 people. Blood-chilling photos on a cell phone were found by a construction worker, and it's led to the capture of a suspected cannibal couple in Russia who, according to local media, ate over two dozen people after committing murders over a period spanning 20 years. Wow. Is that a creepy, weird story? The allegations covered by various media outlets are nothing short of spine-chilling. The couple from Russia's... uh, Krasnodar region. Mm, Allegedly, they've been involved in the gruesome practice since 1999. It was also said the couple was, in fact, responsible for the deaths of up to 30 people. Wow. That's rough, man. Details by the media even went so far as to state that the duo who lived in a military dormitory not only engaged in the practice on their own, but also sought to... uh, Serve the men to others. They reportedly manufactured. Oh my! No. Wow! No, you're gonna read it, aren't you? Wow! Here we go. <sighs> they apparently manufactured canned human meat for their own stockpile and to feed the servicemen in the nearby military school. Oh no! Oh, good heavens! Wow, is that a grizzly? Yeah, that's a horrendous, horrific story. And it all started when a construction worker arrived at the police station in that region, kind of disturbed by the sickening images he found on a cell phone, and he wasn't sure if they were real. So he went to the police and he said, I I found this cell phone. Look at the images on it. I I mean, is that Photoshop? Are they faking this? And police checked it out, found out it was real. And uh, some of them showed a a man posing for selfies with body parts of people. Wow. I mean, that's horrific stuff. Fortunately, the cannibal couple has been caught. And hopefully the crime spree has come to an end. How do you... 30 people without being found. That's just really something. That's uh, That's like horror movie stuff. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray, 888 What is your problem, Jeff Fisher? Well, I was just passing by the uh, the broadcast room and heard you doing your... Uh, the cannibal couple your story? Your cannibal couple detained. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was thinking to myself after listening to it, the only thing that would make this story even better is if any of it were real. Oh, it's all real. There is no... It's all real. ...way that story is real. It's on RT, Russia oh, Today. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. And, and, and the, D- D- Drudge Report posted oh, it. Oh, 
Well, yeah. So, and, and inside the story, you know, they even say it's real. We weren't <laughs> sure it was real. We checked with police, and they said it sure is. Well, the only thing, the only Come thing on. I'm concerned about is that after the couple was caught, they said they'd stop because they've decided to start selling facial cream. <laughs> uh, oh, then I guess it's real. Police, so it's, it's got to be real. That proves me right? wrong. Yeah, that proves me wrong. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. This, this story has you written all over it. How is it that you're poo pooing this story? Yeah, that's a fantastic story. This is a Jeffy Fisher story, if ever there was one. <laughs> that's a really good story. After after the, the police in Russia caught the guy, they said, listen to this quote, he can't explain his actions. <laughs> yeah, you think? Huh, that's weird. You can't explain why you murdered and ate 30 people? Yeah, it's, there's no explanation well, for that. There's no good explanation. Well, first of all, I'd like to... I was to, super I'd, hungry. First of all, and, I'd like to say that just because you ate 30 people doesn't mean you murdered them. Well, they did, though. They murdered 30 <laughs> okay. people. And then they ate them. And then they canned some of them. Because, you know... You've got to be prepared. got to be prepared. <laughs> you never know when you might get busted. you got to have a stockpile. I mean, how sick is this? Sick. That's it's one of the sickest stories I think I've ever read. I know that's what makes me doubt it. Well, I mean, hmm. is everything on on Russia Today true? No, no, yeah, we no, know that's no, not. We know we, it isn't. We do know that's not true. But you know, but they're blaming. I, they usually don't write stories that are untrue about their own country, and this happened in Russia. Right. Now, if this was in America and it's on Russia Today, you'd think, okay, come on now. But, but it lends it credibility because it happened in Russia. In their Krasnodar region. Yeah, I know. That's such a nice region. Right. I used to have a summer home there. Yeah. But then yeah. we moved it to uh uh we moved it to just outside of St. Petersburg. Oh, oh. you did? Yeah. yeah. What happened yeah. to your That's home? It's so funny because we moved ours to Chechnya. Did you? Yeah, we decided, you know what, let's go to Chechnya. Wait, didn't uh-huh. you used to have something in Vladivostok? For a while, yeah. yeah. On the but coast, then I yeah. then I moved it to Krasnodar. Okay. And then I moved okay. it just outside of St. <laughs> Petersburg. Right. I mean, you just get so bored with the with the view. It's so pretty, and then it's time to move on. So, oh, look, there's some more snow. Uh, I thought you were coming here to somehow tie it back to that fat woman story you had earlier, you sick freak, but I guess not. Okay. You were coming in here to tell us it's not even real. That hurts. I thought it was. Well, it is real. He doesn't know that it... You're going to trust his judgment on this? He doesn't know? It's tough, man. Jeffy on one hand, Russia Today on the other. It's like... <laughs> Plus, I want to, I'd like also like to remind you that we did find out that it was just pandering from the NFL. All that, we did all find those that out. Years, yeah, all right? those years of them all, being red, white, and blue, bringing and out the flag. Let's not let's not forget that we found out that mm-hmm. they were taking money mm-hmm. from the military to do a lot of that stuff that they were advertising. Mm-hmm. Yes. was all about America. Exactly right. So it's all it was all bull crap from the beginning. Nice, uh, and that pisses me off. It does me too. It really does. It, it's unacceptable to have them pull that over our eyes like that for so long and then throw it back in our face again. It Isn't it? It just it just shows how disingenuous they are. I know. And it just it's another indication of how wrong this football season that I have so looked forward to for so long, how awfully wrong it's gone. I know. Because <laughs> the Packers it looked they look really suspect. I mean, they barely got by the Bengals, who haven't had a touchdown all year until yesterday. Then when they had 19 touchdowns, <laughs> we barely pulled that one out. Then BYU is one and three on the season, okay, and they look worse than they have in 40 years. I mean, they looked as good as they've ever looked this weekend. Yes, 
Yes, they did. They did not lose this weekend. They had a bye. Oh, there you go. And so it was. So, the football season was so bad, I had to turn to my my high school football team, oh, yeah. How the nice. Capital High Bruins, for some oh. solace because uh-huh. they were four and zero. Did they give it to you? And now they're four and one. Oh, lost to their oh, arch no. rival Helena High. No, over the weekend, nine nothing. Oh. Even that. Has been taken from me this football season. Oh, oh, my team my won. Gosh, Darn you it. might as well take the knife out of your heart. Right? Man. I might as well forget that, about football. It just sucks. Oh my it gosh. Sucks. I mean, hockey's right around the corner. <laughs> and, and and the NBA, where they're going to be kneeling every game. And uh, I'm not going to be able to watch any of that. And you got NASCAR, who is going to be red, white. NASCAR is going to pull off red, white, and blue every Saturday. How about the NASCAR owners? They're yes. all getting together and saying, hey, we're with you, yes. President Trump. I, NASCAR is the one place you can really count you're gonna have, on, right? You're going to have 200,000 people at those NASCAR tracks, man. Better believe it. Red, white, and blue, man. Too bad I don't like NASCAR. I know. Mm. I'm not a big fan either. But I know. I know. Please. I so mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, what do you mean? You can, I you don't can, get it. Pat, the person can turn left all afternoon All long. day for 500 okay. miles. Drive fast and turn left. Nice. Woo! Go! <laughs> and then I hear them called athletes, and I'm like, they're sitting I in know. their car. Uh, come on now. What do you mean, athletes? They ain't well, bumping, they ain't racing. You wouldn't believe the kind of endurance that takes. To turn left for five hours? <laughs> to sit in a car? Want to bet? <laughs> I'd do that driving to Nebraska and back, quite frankly. I know. Where, what you got to do, though, is you got to remember that you got to wear the right undergarment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. But bless their hearts for being as conservative as they are. Because the drivers I'm, I'm, are usually conservative, them, but, but the owners are conservative. The fans are conservative. Right. And they it's believe, an all-American And most of them, sport. it sure does. And most of them still believe in the American dream. Yeah, they do. And baseball, too, usually. But then we even we had, had it going on in guy, baseball. I know. One stinking I guy it. in the MLB had to take a knee. Somebody should have threw a fastball right into his skull. Oh. Oops. Oops. <laughs> or not. Or not. Oops. Uh, I looked that guy up. It's uh, Bruce Maxwell, and uh, he needs to concentrate on uh, his, on hitting. Maybe yeah, he's batting two forty four. So you're going to need to spend some more time in the cage, my friend. Seriously, you Why? can't take a knee if you're batting two forty four. You got other things to focus on, my right. friend. Uh, I don't know. So it's it's a tough it's a tough fall. It is, and it's still a thousand degrees in Texas. Right. Uh, what is up with that? Tired of it. First weekend of fall, the leaves are starting to turn. Not here. <laughs> first weekend of fall, the coolness in the air when it's just ninety seven at nine o'clock at Chris, night. Cool Friday night football uh, under the lights. You had that breeze blowing, <laughs> blistering your cheeks as it goes past you. Ah, isn't that nice? There's nothing like it. Uh, you know, and then we got that blast because we went down to Houston to help out this weekend. And uh, right, yeah. And my wife, my wife, hello, Florida, got, got heat stroke because we were out there in that hot sun. And I don't humidity. remember to drink water. And we did. We drank water. Hydrated. She still got sick like crazy. It was. Uh, it was. It was amazing. And last time I went to Florida was the same way. Houston is just like is just like it Tampa is. Bay, man. Yeah, you walk outside so humid, and it just slaps so you right in the face, man. Oh, Oof. it's not pleasant to work in. I'll tell no, you that. No, I mean there were days when I had to walk from the car to the building from a farther away parking space. It was <laughs> tough. <laughs> but you lived. It was surprising tough. that you lived. 
I, I know. I know. I mean, it's difficult it's to work in Florida. I know. It is surprising that he lived, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was rough uh, when we lived in Houston. That that air down there is something else. It's thick. It sure is. It's unrelenting, too. So I mean, is Jackie okay? Yeah, she's okay, okay now. Took her about a day to recover, but she's, right, she's okay now. So, yeah, that's good. And and the city is, you know, if you if you were to drive just through Houston on the freeways, you would think they've totally recovered. But then oh, when, really? you, when wow. you drive into the neighborhoods, you see they haven't totally recovered. They're already hawking cities, bringing in extra trash pickups. I mean, they Dallas need that. is, send, oh my Dallas gosh, they is need sending that. some. And- Good. That's what they need because, yeah. you know, all the debris is piled outside of everybody's house. Yeah. And they're trying to pick it up as, as fast as they can. But then there's more debris that comes out and replaces it. Right. And then they pick that up, and then there's more debris that comes out and replaces it. So I don't know how many cities are going to start tacking on, but I know Dallas was supposed to vote or see how much they were sending today oh really yeah oh good good for them dallas is usually uh too cool for that right uh but they're actually gonna lower their standards to help houston wow. out well they needed to take a time out from renaming elementary schools yeah well. dallas dallas thinks it's superior to houston but it isn't so i just wanted to let them know that uh all right we'll see you tomorrow here on pat gray unleashed Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.